It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood, the only Baltimore podcast that laid out its entire Saturday itinerary for its host in an upcoming interview. We are back for another week. We will get to our interview with JJ, noted Yankees social media personality and dog hero. We'll get to that in the middle of the show. We'll start, though, the reason why we delayed this podcast recording to Wednesday night, NFL schedule release. Uh, it's the day that, you know, our fall plans and winter plans are determined. It's the day where Banksy Scoops thrives more than any other day. So, Banks, I'll toss it to you. Your initial impressions of this Ravens schedule that has a ton of exciting games on it um, and, and starts off with a bang in the first two weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting schedule for sure. We we expected to get some primetime games. Um, it's very backloaded for in terms of the uh, the divisional matchups. Um, kind of hot start there, starting off on the West Coast. Uh, we pretty much knock out the entire AFC West by week six, but the, everyone's talking about Vegas. I mean, everybody had that circled as to when that matchup was going to come out. A lot of people buying their tickets, a lot of people planning Vegas trips, and it turns out to be week one, Monday Night Football, first game with fans really in that stadium. I mean, people are going to be fired up for that. I bought a flight this morning to go out there. I had got a little bit of a scoop as to when that when that game would be and, and where, obviously, and um, flight tickets have already jumped like 200% from, <laughs> from when I bought them. So uh, Vegas is the hot ticket, and then you get the Chiefs week two. Um, that's kind of the big circle where everyone's kind of nervous about how we always play them in September and we always lay an egg in September against them. And they are, they're our kryptonite. It's literally a direct quote, I think from it may have been Lamar Jackson said that. So um, we're going to see what we're made of early. And if it's, hopefully it's, it's better than the product we saw here in Baltimore on Monday night football. And that's going to be a Sunday night game. So it's, you know, people are going to be fired up for that. So, um, there's a lot of home games in the middle of the season. We get that week eight bye right in the middle. I think a lot of people like that. Um, but overall, we knew there was going to be some tough, tough teams in here. We, it was kind of the lead up to this was how our, our win percentage against our opponents based on last season's records, we'd have the second most difficult schedule in the league. And so when people look at the slate and they're like, oh shit, like this could be, you know, there's not a lot of breathers in there and you know, there's a few breathers in there, but um, overall uh, there's nothing to get real mad or fired up about. And I think that's what you try to avoid on schedule day. You try not to have anything pop up in the schedule that makes you feel like you've been slighted in any way. And, and I don't think Ravens fans could be upset with the schedule whatsoever. Yeah, I agree. And to, to just quickly give the, the rundown of somehow you've missed this. At Raiders week one, home for Kansas City week two on Sunday Night Football. You wanted me to do the whole rundown? No, I'm, I'm, I'm just giving it. I'm just giving it. I'm just giving it. At Detroit week three. At Denver week four. Indianapolis Monday Night Football home week five. Home for the Chargers week six. Home for the Bengals week seven. Bye week. Home for Minnesota week nine. At Miami Week 10 at Chicago, week 11. Miami will be on Thursday Night Football. Um, home for Cleveland, week 12. At Pittsburgh, week 13. Uh, at Cleveland, week 14. That first Browns game at home is another Sunday Night Football game. If you've, if you've ever complained about the Ravens not getting enough home primetime games, you're getting three this year. The Ravens are on primetime five times. You can only be on five times to start the year, and then obviously they can flex things around. Week 15, um, home for the Packers. That could be flexed to prime time. 
um, unless CBS saves it or flex to four o'clock. Um, week 16 at Cincinnati. Week 17 home for the Rams. Week 18 home for the Steelers. Ravens end with two at home, which is, I think, a nice thing. I just said nothing wrong with the schedule at all. Ending with Pittsburgh at home is, you know, the potential for absolute fireworks. A home game against Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers is fun. Without Aaron Rodgers, I'm sure there'll still be some hijinks, but having them in the building um, is something you don't get often. Um, the Brown Steelers Brown stretch week 12 to week 14 is a heck of a stretch um, mm-hmm. with divisional opponents and playing the Browns twice in three weeks in what could be the two top teams in the division. I think is a fascinating wrinkle in the schedule. I guess you can say the quote unquote easy part of this schedule is seven to 11 Bengals, Vikings, Dolphins, Bears with a bye week involved there. Um, I was going to chalk the Chargers in there, but I'm petrified of Justin Herbert, so I will not do that. Um, I think that's probably the most manageable, quote-unquote, part of the schedule. But there's no, like, soft, like, five-week stretch. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's certainly – and maybe Detroit-Denver back-to-back is a nice little, you know, just in case you do lay the egg against Kansas City, you probably come in for a pretty comfortable day at Ford Field. Um, with Jared Goff, and then who knows who's going to be throwing, slinging it for Denver, Teddy Two Gloves, Drew Locke, what have you. So I think it's a fun schedule. The five primetime games is fun. Week two is going to be popping off. Should be good weather still September 19th for a primetime game against the Chiefs that would have been insane, as we talked about many times on Monday night last year. Didn't get it. You come back with that. Um, and – you know, I think it's a, I think it's a fun schedule and, and the road games that you get here aren't the most intimidating environments. You know, Detroit is kind of a downtrodden team in general. Um, obviously got to deal with the altitude in Denver, but they might not be very good at the dolphins is not intimidating at all. The toughest one you got out of conference is probably, um, probably at Chicago from an atmosphere standpoint. So I'm interested to see how yeah. what percentage of the fans in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas are Ravens fans. It should be interesting. If it weren't to be the first game for Raiders fans there, or I, I mean Vegas fans, whatever, um, I think that split would be a lot different. But, geez, I'm looking at the, the schedule on ESPN here, and I'm looking to the right, and it says tickets as low as $716. Yeah, I bought a flight to, to Vegas, but I don't have any plans whatsoever, and I'm looking at that price, and I'm like – you know what sounds pretty good? A couch over at insert sportsbook here. No free ads. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how many people are willing to shout that kind of money. People in Vegas are probably very fired up about having this team, having this stadium. They've been waiting a while, an extra year even than they expected. So um, I think that it is actually going to be a pretty, not as much of a split as you're going to see at Vegas games moving forward. Yeah, because the yeah the ticket prices will be so there, high. There's some pretty pretty good destination cities here though that are kind of mixed. And we we did a draft of these, uh, starting five of these pretty early on in the off season. And Vegas between Vegas, Denver, Chicago, Miami, I think those are all cities that are worth going to and going to check out the city as a whole, but also just to to watch the Ravens out there. Yeah, you get you also get uh, both LA teams at MT Bank Stadium in one schedule, which is funny. Uh, to have both those teams have to come across the country to play. Uh, yeah, the Ravens got didn't really get screwed here anywhere. There's no, 
you know, I think people are really worried about the back end of the schedule because of how potentially tough it could be. I mean, if the Ravens are who the Ravens want to be, you can't really complain about any facet of your schedule being tough. I mean, you, you're supposed to beat these teams. You know, if you want to be a Super Bowl team, you you take care of the Packers at home and you take care of the Rams at home. And, I, you know, that's just how it goes. So who knows who's playing quarterback for the Packers anyway. You want to um, know? Uh, you want to know my complaint about the schedule? Sure. Just the actual layout of the Ravens' schedule. Looking at it, I don't like that they went like week one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, you're talking about the graphic on social media, that, and that's literally I didn't really like it either. Wow, it it's, kind of bugged me. Taking, weird, right? Like a shot. At the home? No, no, no. Oh, it, no, it's, no. it's an Shots. awesome looking Shots. graphic. No, 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 no. It's a fantastic looking graphic itself, but it doesn't. And I get you read left to right, but it just looks. When I'm reading a schedule like this, I, I kind of expect it to look down, and that's that's about it. I mean, I don't think the home and away is uh, too prominent, prominent either. Yeah. yeah. Also, so talking about that Raiders game, obviously you guys were talking about ticket prices. Imagine again, they, they are what they are right now, skyrocket high. Imagine if they do go out and trade for Aaron Rodgers, the price <laughs> of those tickets after that. The, the, the prices that they are now would be a bargain and a half as to what they would be. I like this graphic. If they, uh, but you, you even like, you like how it reads left to right? Yeah, because it has week, if it didn't say week one, week two, week three, week four, week five, I would agree with you guys, but it's pretty like, it's pretty self explanatory. No, I, I mean, again, I'm a simpleton. I, I just, <laughs> I, I kind of just wanted to. I also say as someone that looks at graphics, you know, all the time to a certain extent and reviews them. And so. What a, what a flex. Again, the, the graphic overall is an awesome looking graphic. And if that's the only thing that people are really complaining about, because like you, you guys are right, there's no, normally by now it's like, oh, got screwed again by the league. Good, you know, Goodell hates us. And, and then the bullshit chant that, that Banks was talking about circulates a bunch and is like, this is why we don't get You're it. You're right, though. If Rodgers is in that game, that those is t- a those ticket prices, incredible are- game to cap off the first Yeah, you, it's too you look at the – you look at that week week 15 game against Green Bay, and you're like, oh, maybe we're going to dodge Rodgers. And then you just look at all the trade candidates, and they're just somewhere else say, on the schedule. You could yeah. see him week one. You could see him week four. You could see him week 15. You may see him week, you know, uh, I was going to say if Green Bay was earlier, you could see him week one. You know, if you could see him early with Green Bay and then later with someone yeah. else. But And the one team that I think, like, should make a really strong push for, because I think the rest of their team is ready, is is Washington. And if they went, if you went to Washington, I would be absolutely miserable. Like that would just, that'd be not fun for me. Yeah, but they, they'd find a way to screw it up. They would. It's true. That would be a weird looking jerk. They're screwing it up by not going for it. Yeah, I think you trade, I think you trade anyone on that team not named Chase Young for him, like straight up with every draft pick you have. Uh, do you guys want to go Mike and the Mad Dog through the schedule and pick our winners? You know, because it's only 17 and 0, Don. Okay, 17 and 0. The intern tweeted 16 and 1. The intern mm. did tweet sixteen to one. I don't know what that one is. Curious as to what that one is. Uh, rumor has it that 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 Dolphins Week Ten Thursday night game was was looking juicy. Was looking a little bit challenging. I, yeah, just you know, he had a feeling. That might be a, that might be the ugliest game of the year. I think. We, uh, I mean, they've got they've got good coaches and they've got. I mean, if Tua looks like he team, did, but yeah, it's just they don't scare anybody. I mean, Marlins gonna have a field day with, with, with Tua. I feel like they're gonna mm. bait him into everything. 
I don't know. Marlon may be living Marcus on a ranch Peters by might then. be the guy to look out for. That's true, too. That's true, too. I was very excited to give my announcer predictions for the week one game. Easy. And it's already decided, so it's just no fun. Oh, you want to go through all of them? No, I, I would need to look at the schedule for every team to really yeah. give a good. But okay, if, so, so without do doing we'll it, just I can give, look at the matchup and say, like, okay, okay. this feels like. Sure. Yeah. So the first two are obviously decided. NBC Sunday Night Crew, ABC Monday Night, ABC ESPN Monday Night Crew. Um, at Detroit, CBS, Kevin Harlan, Kevin Harlan's crew. The best. Probably like the, the third or fourth best game. You're below Eagle, but you're still a good team. So you get Harlan. Could be an Andrew Catalan game to slip in there. At Denver, 425, probably not going to be the Nat. I don't know what else is on CBS. I'm going to guess this isn't the marquee national game. Feels like Spiro Didas. Um, Cold CSPN, we, we know who that is. Uh, Chargers, 1 o'clock at home. Ian Eagle and Charles Davis. Uh, Cincinnati uh, at home. Harlan again. Vikings on Fox, 1 o'clock. You're not going to get Aikman and Buck. You're Kenny Albert. Kenny Albert and whoever Kenny's with these days. Uh, Miami will be the will be the Thursday night Chris. So many primetime games, this becomes less fun. CBS, Chicago, Ian Eagle and Charles Davis again. NBC. I'm gonna say NBC. This will be the Thanksgiving weekend. They will put Al Michaels on the Thanksgiving Day game. They will put Mike Tirico on the Sunday night game for us. We will get Mike Tirico, not Al Michaels, in the Sunday slot mm-hmm. there. Uh, at Pittsburgh, 425 CBS, that's Nansen Romo, unless the Steelers absolutely bottom out. But at this point, I have to say Nansen Romo. Um, at Cleveland, 1 o'clock CBS, Nansen Romo. Again, we get him back-to-back weeks. Fox, Packers, 1 o'clock. Aaron Rodgers stays in the team. They're good. Gets flexed to 425. That's going uh, to be – He's already called flexes. That's going to be Aikman. <laughs> I love it. That's going to be Aikman and Buck Fox. That's like that. the mock that's, draft with be, trades. That's America's <laughs> game of the week. That's America's <laughs> game of the week. Packers, keep Aaron Rodgers. Um, at Cincinnati, uh, day after Christmas, Harlan again. Fox against – Against the Rams, who are good. That'll be Burkhart. I think Burkhart's with, like, Jonathan Vilmer. I can't remember if he's with Jonathan Vilmer. That'll be Kevin Burkhart, second-best crew on Fox. And then Steelers to end it. Um, it just depends on how good the Steelers are. But it'll be, it'll be a top-two CBS crew. It'll be, it'll be Ian Eagle and, and, and Charles Davis. Or Did you say Gumble? Is Gumble not doing any games? I didn't he's, put Gumble on any of our games. He's but okay. I just didn't know if he like wasn't doing. Gumbel, I know he's they good. don't seem to put on our. I think put him on one game last year. I was gonna yeah, say because he messed up. He what, be, what did he mess up last year? He, he could be screwing. a candidate for this this Detroit game week three. He kept screwing or something up. Game week four. He feels like a Detroit guy. He's in that Catalan Didas. Like he's below their clear top three, which is Harlan, Eagle, Nance. See, so I thought I thought, I thought he, he would have been a Bengals a game. studio guy by now. No, because JB does all the studio. Gumble was in the studio before JB. Yeah. They moved him back out of the studio. And he yeah. obviously called the Ravens Super Bowl. He was the number one announcer. And then they Correct. swapped him and Nance because Nance was on NFL today. I mean, you want to talk about it. This is just absolute TV sports nerd situation here. But, yeah, not as fun with all the primetime games to guess that. But uh, You bitch if you don't get primetime games. You bitch if you get primetime games. Yeah, yeah. You can't guess the announcer. Yeah. No, I don't care. I love primetime. <laughs> no, I know. I know. <laughs> But I think I think Tariko instead of Michaels on Thanksgiving weekend. That's what we call a bold prediction. 
to Rico mm. instead of Michaels. Because they won't have Michaels do two games in a week. So he, you're, And they'll put him on Thanksgiving Day and give him the weekend off. The Thanksgiving Day games this year stink again. Did you see what that? What is the Thanksgiving? No, it's Saints. Saints, Saints Bills. Really good that's not, I don't think that's a good game at all. Wait, are we going to watch Taysom Hill and, and Jameis Winston throw it around? They'll figure it out. They always I, I don't think a lot of people are writing off the Saints way too quickly when their offense really couldn't move the ball that well because of Drew Brees' limitations last year, and they were still mm-hmm. a good team. They have yeah, a good I, roster. Yeah, they're good coaching. I don't know. They don't do it for me right and now. And also, we, had, we talked about this We talked about this earlier in the uh, – Too much Bills Kool-Aid, by the way. I know we lost them in the playoffs. Too much Bills Kool-Aid. The, the, they're never going to put. They're never going to put a good team against the Cowboys because they know everyone's watching the game anyway. They're not mm-hmm. going to give away a good matchup because against the Cowboys. They're going to put a team that doesn't matter, like the Washington Football Team, against them because like it just doesn't matter. Yeah. What What, what are the other ones? It's um. You see Cowboys and what is it? Uh, the Lions are right back where they were for 20 years. Yeah, I mean, the Lions are years there. It's, they were. it's Chicago at Detroit, Vegas at Dallas, Buffalo at New Orleans. I think that's a boring slight. Like, I think. The I Monday night game that week is Seattle at Washington. <laughs> what a Monday night game. You know what we're going to see a lot of that week? We're going to see a lot of the Trent Richardson and, uh, and Richard Sherman clips. Big game, big, uh, big, um, um, Big weekend in the in the metro area that, that week. Cleveland and Baltimore on Sunday night. Seattle and Washington on Monday night. Big twenty four hours. The local radio is just going to be absolutely popping off in DC and Baltimore. I, mean, I can't even imagine. That's going to be that's going to be very fun. I didn't look at the the Washington football team schedule at all. I guess I. Is this now the time to look at it? We can go down their schedule. No, I, I no <laughs> definitely not. Just normally win, it's win, just loss where win. their where their games kind of clash. In the you know local football team, I was comparing the Ravens schedule to the Maryland schedule, seeing what, how that worked earlier. Uh, I did I did see something cool the 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 Washington football team was doing. If you bought tickets today, I think there are no fees for any of their tickets. They the fees go into effect like eight p.m. tomorrow. So I thought that was kind of like I don't know why more teams don't do stuff like that. Yeah. Do you know what's what's wild is the Ravens won't play. They will not play an afternoon game at home until October seventeenth. Like a four, a four fifteen, just a one o'clock game. They play it uh, on Sunday night in week two, and they play Monday night a Monday five. night game week five. So the Chargers at one o'clock Sunday, October seventeenth, and week six will be the first, just like normal ass fans back in the stadium home game for the Ravens. Week two is I, I cannot reiterate enough how much of a scene that's going to be. That is going to be a ridiculous scene. They should move Labor Day back to September 20th in Baltimore. Yeah, they really should. They really should. They really, really should. That is a – it's an, the worst part about the Miami travel situation is you, nev- you don't want to tra- travel to a Thursday night game. No. I guess theoretically you could go early and then stay there for the weekend. It's just a tough – you'd have to take off. you like fly that morning and then you take a long weekend maybe. Um. I'm I'm looking at the Washington schedule right now. Not that this is really so. Week three, Bills, four Falcons, five Saints, and then listen to this gauntlet: Chiefs at Packers at Broncos, Bucks. Mm. That's I mean that's a tough. That's one. tough. Yeah, hate to see the it. other thing is at Chicago is awesome. Just not on November 21st. You want to get that like September 6th. <laughs> you want to get that like in the first three weeks. Yeah, that's gonna that's that could be a terrible. Uh, well, I mean, I, it's gonna fit them. You know, if it's going to be wet and cold and, and 
they're gonna run they're gonna run the ball, but we can go into game by game uh, predictions later on. Yeah. Our, our week one predictions are already out. Week one predictions are already out on our Twitter. Thanks to uh, the graphic maestro Marty Sumo for putting that together. Um, a lot of scuttlebutt about that graphic. Mm. Good scuttlebutt. Uh, the tan Good suit, scuttle. the tan suit controversy. It's uh, yeah. The, it, it <laughs> feels <laughs> like it feels <laughs> like the tan suit. You know, feels, you know how the onion has like the commentary by like strangers on the street. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I was Same just thinking that three photos every time. Like these are just going just looking buff as hell in the tan suit, the controversial <laughs> tan suit. And I don't but know I, how Eric pulled the uh, the LinkedIn photo. No, that was my wedding. That was one of my wedding pictures. Oh. I think I think people I think people were kind of like coming at the tan suit like it you know like it was a bad look for me. <laughs> I think I, I actually rocked that tan suit. Like I, I, I that was for my friend Nick Abor's wedding. Shout out to Nick. Just had a kid. Um, yeah, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. No, I mean, I mean, every, everyone knows about the tan I have suit. no they, idea what you just said there. Yeah, you've been you've been bugging out. You've been bugging out. Tough scene for the pod here. Me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I stopped talking like thirty seconds ago. And yeah, then, uh, you were going on about Nickabor's wedding. You're and it's kid. Um. Yeah, no. Uh, look, I'm a pink tie guy, power pink, uh, every day of the week. And uh, I would love that tan suit picture to be used more. There's, other, there's others. I hope they continue to get pulled. And if people want to continue to comment like I am not proud of that, they can continue to come at me, and I'm going to continue to be proud of it. Um, yeah, so the predictions and There's are the out. official statement on the uh, tan suit. Thank that's the official statement. Yeah, that's the official statement. Like there's an – Spencer Schultz put a salt – I, yeah, assault. I didn't. On the, I didn't uh, understand it. I assault didn't, on the fact that everyone doesn't have as much swag as me. That's what or, the assault yeah, is or, on. I mean, I'm, the, sorry, I'm sorry to tell you. The fact that you killed that suit. Like there was yeah. nothing. I didn't think there was anything bad about it. Eric, thirty-five, ten Ravens. Me, thirty-seven, seventeen birds. Banksy, forty-eight, seventeen. But <laughs> Ravens almost putting up a fifty burger week one. Bank sits at Bank sits at the uh, Bank sits at Caesar's Palace. I think. I think it is going to be. I mean, it's going to be like the looking Miami at game. these photos. Just an absolute runaway. I don't know. How about yeah, Yannick uh, tripping? That was, I mean, that was something. The the balls on him to kind of come out of yeah, nowhere. I mean, was, like, come on. I mean, come on, Yannick. If it Judon or someone like that, sure, have fun with it. But it's like, dude, like. Yeah, like I'm sure there's still players like, in the locker room. I love like Terps, a, a fine Terp, but yeah, that was a that was an interesting one for sure. Yeah, he went with like the emoji. He didn't even really say. It's a weird emoji either. too. Like, like, what are you, come on, what are you trying man. to say? No one knows what you're trying to say. Yeah, he's trying to say something without saying something to like without the. He's trying not to be bulletin board material, but he couldn't help himself. Yeah, yeah, agreed, but. I have to watch the Ravens schedule release video. It looks like they just went with cameos, which is yeah. Uh, which is I've a seen fun some idea. some of the teasing of it, and it seems pretty good. Yeah, I just I don't again like like we talked about with JJ the the Panthers nine minute one. I don't I don't have time for that. Like let's very long. They this did you did you get into it at all? I haven't essentially seen a they second. I heard it was good though. used the mechanism of like a creative content meeting of like throwing out weird ideas, like showing oh. examples of those and like moving to the next idea. It okay. was very clever. It was very nice. clever. 
And uh, obviously, I didn't show the names of any of their content people, but it kind of puts them in a nice, nice light of the people. You think the Raiders did anything to put their content people on? Uh, no, boy. they don't. They're still hiring. Mm. Oh, <laughs> Rough week for those people, probably. So Carol Baskin, Shooter McGavin, kind of just have this. Hi, Montag. Oh my! <laughs> for the Ravens, I, I, I saw someone retweeted today. It's pretty, pretty good. So I watched the oh, first Ashley minute. and Jared from Bachelor in Paradise. Michael oh. Buffer. This is electric. The tuna melts my heart, dog. What? Oh, I, I feel like I need to make an official statement about the schedule snafu today. I got two games wrong. Sorry, oh, sure. everybody. Go ahead. My bad. Two, two out of three years. Uh, pretty damn good. Um, put it out there today. Um, was at my desk and somebody came up to my desk right as I was about to fire off the tweet and he's just talking to me for five minutes and I'm like, like sweating, like, Oh my God, I have this schedule. I just want to tweet it out. I just want to tweet it out. And he finishes talking and says like, actually come into my office. Let's talk about, let's go over this thing real quick. And I'm like, I just want to fucking tweet this thing about the football games, man. And, um, this is me internally. And then I just like, Said, all right, I'll be in a second. I just typed it up and sent it out there without cross-referencing the last handful of games because I was in the middle of cross-referencing, as I tend to do every single year. I'd gotten through like week 10 to make sure that all the other schedules that were out there didn't jive against what I had, and then I just had week 15 and 16 flipped incorrectly. So hand up. I fucked up. I got the schedule a little bit wrong, whatever. I'm not, I'm not apologizing. I'm not deleting the tweet. Never will. Are you going to give any, uh, are you going to give any of the money back? No money back. Not a dime back. Not a dime back. That's what it was. <laughs> um, I heard people were saying that you were flustered by the 17 games that it just completely threw. Mm. Thanks off. It's possible. Is that a little too yeah. much for banks? Like it 16 was perfect. A, I heard 17. Hey, 16 was, is per, 16 is a nice round number. It's um, it's, you don't have to break too much of sweat, but that extra 17, 17th game is, is tough to track down, and uh, it threw a lot of wrinkles into the mix. And, um, you know, maybe not my best performance, but uh, it was Cassie Calvert's birthday today. And oh, I thought day, you were going to blame uh, it on her. <laughs> no, no, no. It's her birthday. It's, it's her birthday. Fault. In the last couple of years, I've spoiled the schedule in front of their all their planning and stuff. And I, I generally do feel bad, bad about that part of things when I do it. Um, so, it's you know, it's, it's good to let them win one every once in a while. That is just so benevolent. <laughs> I, I really thought you were going to, like, blame it on Cassie. I was no, like, wow, no, I didn't not. see this coming. On her yeah. birthday? I'll play, I, I'll happy play birthday. Friend to the show, Cassie. The, that schedule release stuff for all these NFL social teams is, like, one of the Super Bowls of the year because it's sort of a content off to a certain extent, like, who can come up with the creative stuff. And good for the Ravens. They did a nice job. So, good, congrats to Cassie and the entire team. They also did a great job very quickly, and then we'll move on to the Orioles. When you go to the Ravens website, and we talked about this with Cassie, there's like five different mediums in which you can see breakdowns of the schedule. You can listen to a podcast. You can see five takeaways. You can see the breakdowns of the um, primetime games. So just a lot of nice content to consume throughout their platforms. You can have, there's an article all about the video. Very good stuff from them. Very well prepared. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, we talked about this Yankees week a lot with JJ in the interview coming up here. But um, – you know, we did the incident analysis podcast on John Means, and since then, incident analysis podcast, there have not been a lot of great days for the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, the Red Sox just looked to have the Orioles number after um, the first series of the season. 
Um, and then it's been a couple of tough days against the New York Metropolitans up at City Fields. The Orioles just don't have a lot of players outside John Means and uh, Cedric Mullins right now um, that are playing well in the last five or six games. So it kind of is what it is. Kind of is what it is. They blew that game um, against the Mets. Tuesday night, was it? Tuesday Tuesday night. night. That game, that game is the like the 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 typical like I shouldn't be mad at it because again it's an Orioles you game. You kind of were mad online, Eric. I was I was furious. I was I was like raging. I was so mad at that game. And again, it's like it's an Orioles game in the beginning of May. Who cares? Like they're already under five hundred. It doesn't matter. It's the Mets. But that like that's a game, and I don't know why. That just pissed me off that they lost that game. And like I would have rather lost like seven to one, like they did today on Wednesday, then lose that just that slow death by a thousand paper cuts on Tuesday night. That was horrible. Like just an absolutely terrible game. I was very mad. Saying goodbye is death by a thousand cuts. A little Taylor Swift there. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. No, it was tough. It was tough. And the, and <laughs> the dead fish has been such a fun storyline and uh, I think was, I'm off. I'm I'm off the dead fish. Now. You're out. Oh, come on. Yeah. He's got eight saves. I'm I'm hanging tough on the dead fish. Don't quit he, on the dead fish. Yeah, don't Apparently, quit on the, the dead fish. Someone had said that that the Mets broadcasters who were fantastic. Who's it? It's Keith Hernandez and and Howie Rose. Cohen? Is no, it Rose. Cohen? That's right. Well, yeah, Rose Gary Cohen. Sorry, Howie Rose is on the radio. Um, they're they're fantastic. But oh. some someone was saying that last night they had they they were saying like. Not these guys know nine out of ten times like that changeup has fallen off the plate and don't touch it. And that one time, like he's going to hang it and you can and you can get to it. So it's like they, you know, they, they never see him. This is the first time they've seen him, obviously. And and I mean, he looked Valdez looked rough against the Red Sox this last weekend, and which you could kind of understand. Like he's seen the Red Sox what three or four times now. But apparently, the Mets book was out on him, and I mean, you could tell. Like I had tweeted, like you you could t- you could tell in his first handful of pitches. It's like with a baldo. Like whether what what Valdez, if you're getting the good fish or you're getting that 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 dead fish, well, I guess the dead fish is the good fish in this in this case. But you could tell. I mean, Pilar hit that ball at six inches within being a home run, and and it was just downhill from there. Yeah, it was it was a tough to watch. Tough but to watch. I will say, you you know, what's been fun is keeping track of these guys down on the field uh, on the farm. The DL Hall stuff looks kind of real. I'm excited. Got the follow back this morning. Not a big deal. Send him a DM. Open lines of communication. We're there. He has looked very good to to open the year. I mean, yeah, he's and again, like he, I, people don't want to get excited about pitching prospects because they 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 know what's happened in the past with the Cavalry and Bundy and Gosman. But I think this is a guy that you can absolutely get excited about. I I, I plan on going down to Bowie and seeing him, I think we need to make a trip down there as a, as a podcast. Sure. I think that would be a, a glorious time. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about them. Adley hit a home run tonight. Just there's a lot of stuff down on the – Gunnar Henderson literally cannot stop hitting balls to the opposite field. Like home runs, doubles, he's doing it all. Grayson Rodriguez has looked good so far. Stud. Like they're, they're, they're getting it from everywhere down there. Um, they're, they're, there are some guys. That, and, again, these are going to be names that you're going to hear – from a lot, your um, Usnail Diaz hurt again. Shocker, I know he's he's a pretty healthy guy, but he's hurt again. So, but yeah, I I, I need to get down to Bowie. Um, I definitely want to get up to Aberdeen. We have been offered media passes, tickets, whatever we need up at Aberdeen. If we can, thank you to the Ironbirds. 
Yeah, we could do that. I, I think, my, last again, time, I think my, my last time at that stadium was Maryland versus Towson for the Ripken Cup in college baseball. So Ooh. it would be nice to go see uh, the Ironbirds play. Uh, Gunnar Henderson slashing 318, 400, 727. That'll get it done. So here's the thing with Gunnar. He was at the alternate. I don't know if I – I don't think I said this last week. He was at the alternate site all last year. So he's facing D.L. Hall and Grayson and Lowther and Bauman and Keegan Aiken and Dean Kramer and those guys. And then he goes to high A. That's like, that's like playing two years of varsity. Yeah, you're taking a step down. And then going down to JV. Like, mm-hmm. he, he's going to rake down there. And he's seeing – like, he saw much better stuff last year in the alternate site than he's seeing down, down – It'll be interesting to see if that helps those guys actually have developed because they've – it could go either way, right? Because you could have gone to the alternate site and really struggled against guys that you're not necessarily ready for. And that could hurt, hurt your confidence. Or if you can take it in the right way and maybe find some success, mm-hmm. then you go down and maybe you see the ball even better in a, in a, you know, at Tel Marpa. Yeah. No, I, again, I mean, I, I almost I compared it to playing varsity for a year and a half, two years. And then being like, Hey, you're going to play with JV for a year. It's like, all right, I, I can do that. So yeah, I, I'm excited. I don't think, I don't think he'll be down and down there for too long I, I i expect to see him rise you know pretty pretty soon if he, again if if he keeps slashing like that like that's that's gonna be uh yeah 19 years and 19 years old i'm sure we'll take it slow with him try to have him prove it really prove it at each level over a variety of weeks because there's no rush i mean he's 19 there's no rush to bring him up mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean the early returns on the on the orioles prospects has been has been nice and i think that's a that's good for the Orioles because they've really done, they've really bet hard over the last 18 months of giving those guys a lot of more exposure than you probably would to a normal minor league crop. Cause that's really what they have to sell. Um, and those guys are delivering right now, um, yeah. especially um, Hall and Rodriguez. who I think are the two, you know, you just, obviously the position player prospects are incredibly exciting, but everyone's just obsessed with having an ace. They're obsessed with having, guys that can can get it done like that at that level so and i mean i'll talk about it a little later but dl hall i mean 19 k's and two walks like his his whole thing was he he'll strike you out but he'll walk a decent amount of guys too his his walks per nine were like sky high and i mean if he's 19 k's two walks in, in his first two starts it, it's it's fantastic he's hitting 100 every night he's pitching so i i'm i'm so excited just to at the thought of dl hall yeah. Yeah. It's been, and then if you get Adley, if you get Adley on track a little bit, um, home run, two walks tonight. I know his batting average isn't great, but yeah, you know. slugging along or 500, but yeah, it's fun. It's fun. And, and that, and that, I don't know if we've, t- we may have talked about it on the show. They've made all of the, we've already, you may have already said this. They made all of the minor league teams upgrade their streaming. So now it's a lot easier to watch all these teams and the highlights on Twitter are a lot better. That's that only can help. That only will help the Orioles. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's people are people are really quick now at getting video up, at getting clips up, and and and, and you know stats and updating everything. So I'm I'm it, it's been great to follow along this year. Speaking of uh, speaking of the Orioles, the weekend Baltimore week. I think we're deeming it now for uh, for JJ. I think he deemed it Baltimore week. I guess mm-hmm. it's New York week for us. Um, your guy's old friend JJ um, on the show. Giant Yankees guy, as we said, dog hero, which we didn't even get into his whole stuff with the with the with saving the pooch, but um, fun interview with him. Fun fact: I told him that he shouldn't take that dog in the night that he rescued it. <laughs> well, that's just <laughs> FC, and that, and here we go. You, we, and, and it's so funny. You know, 
me and me and Banks, we go around, we tell people how nice you are, how good of a guy you are, salt of the earth guy you are. And then look at you, you just denying dogs safe passage. I said, no, here's what I said. I said, I woke up to a text at like 4 a.m. from Jack and in our group chat. And he's like, guys, Emily woke up. There's a dog in our house. It's not ours. The door was open, blah, blah, blah. Gives the whole story. They had had a baby like three weeks earlier. They already have a dog. And I was like, Jack, I was like, you cannot bring a dog into a house. You know, you just had a baby. You already have a dog. Like, you don't need to take care of two things that are shitting and pissing all over your house. Like, you, you, you already have a dog. Like, and then he pulled the, like, I, I, we can't just give it up, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. But my, my initial gut reaction was like, dude, you got to give that dog. <laughs> you got to do something with the dog. A great tease for an interview where we just never talked about that. We talked Yankees, Orioles. We talked uh, your guys, you know, um, itinerary in Baltimore. We got into a little challenge talk, a little wrestling talk. The Yankees, the Baltimore talk kind of stops once the challenge talk stops. So if you don't hear about the challenge, you can kind of skip through the rest of the interview if that, uh, if that floats your boat. But let's get into our interview with JJ. Something magic happens. We are now joined by a, a true friend in real life, a, a first-time friend of the podcast, JJ, host of the George's Box podcast, Brock's Pinstripes, uh, big old Yankee fan, again, a friend of, of Banks and I's and Marty's, and um, it's Baltimore week. I mean, there's nothing more to say than fucking Baltimore, Baltimore week. week. It's Baltimore week, boys. I Look, I want to get something out of the way. I'm born and raised in New York. And you're going to think certain things about that. Someone from the Bronx, a Yankee fan. But I can't – I mean, I think you'll back me up here, Eric. Does anyone not from New York – I mean, not from Baltimore love Baltimore more than me? No, I, I said it on your podcast earlier this week. Like, I don't care how garbage you guys are. <laughs> I, I don't care how many bodies – are floating in the in the bay over it's there. It's not many. It's going to be swimmable pretty soon. That's what the mayor said. It it is not. You could go to what's that? What's the place where they make fun of you? What's no, that restaurant? Think oh, Dick's Dick's Last Resort. They took the ball and went home. They oh, there's no more Dick's Last Resort. No, they took Shocker, the That place couldn't survive. Oh, you used to be able to just sit there and get insulted and see bodies float by. <laughs> oh man, Joe Biden's changed everything. Oh, <laughs> I think it was gone before that. I think it was your boy who got. I rid get. Of it. I get so excited for uh for Baltimore week. Baltimore is a great time because Camden Yard. There's always tickets available. The only time it's tough to get a ticket is when the Yankees are there. So, yeah. and it's not always even that tough. You're going to run into people. It's like how um, I know there are people who meet up in Hawaii every year who only know each other because they like the movie. They like the TV show lost. Like they just go and they're like, this is where this was filmed. This, and they only see each other at that. And that's like, we have that. Like we, there are people I see in Baltimore every year. And it's just like, Hey, how you doing this place? Kind of all on drugs. But you know what? We're smoking cigarettes at Pickles and having a great time. Yeah. Again, I mean, P Pickles is it's going to be a stop on our on our tour. We're, we are going to the game on Saturday. Um, Yankees are where they they're in Tampa right now because I just heard their announcers trying to trash that ballpark down there, which is I thought that was a joke. Yankees broadcasters, you know, throwing throwing stones in glass houses. That's insane. That's not a major league baseball stadium. Like, let's play Major League Baseball games in Major League Baseball stadiums. Well, and good for you guys because you're coming to a Major League Baseball stadium. I love Camden Yards. 
I love Camden Yards. It is a beautiful stadium. It deserves so much better. Um, it is, it's wonderful. There's so many historical moments that happen there. You know, obviously when Brady Anderson hit 50 something <laughs> home runs after never hitting more than 17, naturally, um, the time that someone uh, broke the sprinklers after Kevin Costner and Cal Ripken's that's, wife. That's not even the right story. It's great. No. <clears throat> Completely wrong story. It's a beautiful stadium. But, no, it, it's a good – I mean, I think the, the Yankees and Orioles are playing for, what, like the 10th or 11th time already this year. So, I'm glad that we won't see them for a while after this. But, um, it's – I'm like, like we talked about before, I'm expecting nothing but the worst. Um, I'm hoping for one out of three, and that one being the John Means win on Sunday. So uh, I think, I think that's that's kind of what like 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 we were talking about on your podcast. That's kind of what the only thing the Orioles really have going for them pitching right now is John Means. Do we have the probables for Saturday? It is. Uh, I think it's Jorge. Lopez. I probably don't want to hear this. I think oh. it's Kramer Lopez Means. Some of you guys, I'm just like, who is this a real major league player? Like some of the names, I'm like, I've never heard of you before. You can't remember any any of your guys throwing no hitter this year. Yeah, one was the no, no, no. Means is a different guy. Means, means. But I'm just saying, some of the other guys in the rotation, I'm like, who who are these people? You're you're right about Jorge Lopez. Yeah, (laughs) 100 correct on that. Jorge Lopez is in the in the show when someone is not in the players union. Like that's the next. (laughs) Time. He's got the shadow face in MVP baseball. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's the John, the John Dowd. But no, here, here are the, I mean, the pitching matchups, this isn't the kind of the sluggers that we're used to seeing on the Yankee side either. Friday's Dean Kramer versus Kluber. Jorge Lopez versus the uh, Domingo. Two-time Cy Young winner, Corey Kluber, that piece of garbage. Domestic, domestic violence. Domestic abuser, accused, Domingo Herman. Domingo Herman. And then John Means versus Jordan Montgomery on Sunday. So they're I not agree. great pitching matchups all around. Maybe, maybe the Orioles do get two out of three. No, I mean, you guys are – so that's the thing. We need to win the first two so that hungover on Sunday, it's not like a stressful day because John Means versus Jordan Montgomery is not, you know, not really in our favor on paper. Now, Jordan Montgomery, you don't know what you're going to get. It's a coin flip. He's either going to come out and pitch really well or he's going to come out and pitch really bad. Um, but when he pitches bad, it all happens at once. So sometimes it's the first inning, sometimes it's the fifth inning, but it's going to get bad. I like hearing that. I, I could definitely get down with that. Um, they're 19 and 16 right now, the Yankees. Give us kind of just a, um, a cliff notes of, of their season. And obviously they've been up and down the last, what, week and a half, two weeks. They've been arguably one of the best teams in baseball. Yes. Yeah, so we signed Jay Bruce to a contract. <laughs> in the Lord's year of 2021. And he was our opening day first baseman. And then he sacrificed himself for the good of the team. And in his honor, we have gone on to become the best team. We're the best team in baseball since Jay Bruce retired. Um, it really, we started off as like a, a 500 team. We lost Voight right before the season started. Um, after strong spring training performances, a lot of our guys just couldn't get it going. Uh, we we're seeing a lot of fielding errors. Then we're seeing lackadaisical play in terms of running out ground balls, trying to, you know, break up double plays uh, or even just, you know, fielding the ball. Like, are, are we trying to get to every fly ball as fast as we can? And as a result, we played like the Orioles for a long time. Like even like doing a podcast every week, I was just like, this is what it's like to like be a Royals fan. 
where you're not really playing for anything. You're playing for hope. Like we were talking about Jason Dominguez, just like, I don't know. Can we bring him from the Dominican Republic at 16? Right. Is he Mickey Mantle? Let's just bring him up. So, but now we've turned it around. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton is, you don't, don't want to pitch to him. You're going to want to hope that there's a day that he is off because he is hitting everything a billion miles an hour. There was that ball that Otani hit when it was like, he hit the hardest ball that's, you know, been hit this season and threw the fastest pitch or something like that. Yeah. And so now that's like the 11th and Stanton's the top 10 and he's just ripping, ripping the ball. So judge he's, he's hit or miss, you know, after the seventh inning, he's pretty much a non-threat. Um, but some of the guys are turning around, and all of our coaches have COVID, so we're doing a little bit of a sandlot thing. I like uh, gadget player management. Can I get your thoughts? Can I get your thoughts on Aaron Boone? Just in general, I have a I have a gigantic Yankee fan that I share an office with who flip flops on Aaron Boone. You know, as the wind tails, I've become a Booney defender. I defend Booney just to rile him up. What uh, what's your thoughts on on Booney? I think that Aaron Boone is in a um an all or nothing situation. It is win it or like there's, you've had your, you've had your time. You've had your years. Sometimes you're really mismanaging the bullpen. You know, Matt Blake is helping balance that out a little bit this year. So at a certain point, like it's up to you to surround yourself by the guys who are going to help, you know, make you successful. And I think with the amount of talent that the team has and has had, to have the decisions like, oh, we pulled Debbie Garcia after one inning because we're going to outraise the Rays with Jay Happ. Like, you just saw this 93-mile-an-hour cutter. What are you going to do with 88 down the middle? You know, it's, you know, a kind of questionable coaching strategy there. So, I think, it, I think it's win or go home for him, uh, provided there's another option. That's always the thing when people talk about, like, oh, you know, people get outraged and said when we were slumping, like, we've, we've got to fire him. You don't fire your manager and win the World Series. It doesn't happen. So you, you stick with him, and it's not like someone's just sitting there. Now, if Don Manningly becomes available, maybe you think about it because that'll sell some tickets, and that's what matters. I, I think I, – yeah, I think he – now, does he keep his pinstripes? Like, does he lose his pinstripes if he gets fired as a manager? He obviously has them because of the walk-off homer. He's got no, no, to No, getting fired as a manager does not matter. Okay. It can't like, you know, Billy Martin got fired a billion like times. Like 14 times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, no, getting fired does not, you know, remove any of your accomplishments. Okay. There you go. Booney. Is that like a pinstripe? That's the Booney talk I needed. So, I mean, I'm, you know, like if you want, I can play into the like earned his pinstripes thing, but that's more for like the guys who live in Murray Hill who are like 25, right out of college, <laughs> you know, like. Not too far out of college, like whatever, like Tommy Smokes age, like Hubs, like those guys. Those that's a pinstripe generation. Guys who've seen one World Series win with pubes are the pinstripe generation. That, that I mean, that's a hell of a quote. That's kind uh, of the dividing line. Like they're just guys who make that joke ironically, like they know something about what it takes to be a pinstripe guy, or who's making fun of who in that circumstance. <laughs> what do you mean? So are you saying that that people like Tommy and Hubs, they talk about pinstripes? Are they talking about them ironically or not ironically? Like what do you No, you so I, I think 
No, no. So I think that those guys play into it as like, you know, performers essentially. Uh, So they're doing it ironically, but like their generation, like people who are around their age who don't have the self-awareness that those guys do to be able to do what they do professionally are very much like, yeah, man, he's earning his pinstripes tonight because they hear maybe they hear Big Cat say it and they don't realize it's ironic. <laughs> they don't realize it's a joke. They're like, all right. Let's see maybe that. so. I don't know. Um, <laughs> all right. So you got Judge and Stan kind of leading the way, hitting um, nine home runs for Stan, eight home runs for Judge. For this team to like really to continue this takeoff, I mean, they're not going to stay hot forever. You know, Giancarlo is going to get hurt. Stanton is going to, or Judge is going to kind of flame out too. Again, he hasn't really gotten that hot yet. Who, who's another guy that steps up and, and kind of takes them over the top? I saw your boy Frazier just got tossed, so it's not going to be him tonight. The home run king, Luke Voigt. We've got the reigning home run king. He's full of energy. He loves being a Yankee. You need a guy who really just loves being a Yankee on the team to be successful. Um, he's that guy right now. Uh, Nick Swisher, you know, did a bit of that, but didn't play as well as Voight. But, uh, you know, um, yeah, you always just, like, mix in guys who just love being a Yankee and are really going to, like, give it their all. Because that's – like, Jeter did that for a long time. So. Who's a guy who didn't buy in that wasn't one of those guys? Oh, so many guys. Are you kidding me? You Rail them off. Everybody gets to be a Yankee once team. You've got Jose Canseco didn't buy in. I mean, David Justice never really bought in, but like they Randy got Johnson. World Series rings. Randy Johnson, definitely not. Kevin Brown, definitely not. Carl um, Pavano. <laughs> yeah, Carl Pavano. Um, AJ, Bur- AJ Burnett. Oh, Javier Vasquez. That's who and I was then, thinking of, yeah. And then Javier Vasquez again. Like, I mean, <laughs> Raul guys. Mondesi. Soon Raul, Raul Mondesi Jr. No, I think Raul Mondesi enjoyed his time with the Yankees. He had a lot of fun with the Yankees. But I'm talking about guys who are just like, you know what? Once they got there, they didn't really like it. That's why it was good that we never went out and got a Granky. Like, people always, you know, whenever he'd become available, it's like, oh, we should get Granky. No, not unless you want a guy jumping off the Empire State Building. Like, it's not going to work out. Javier Vasquez sees the Empire State Building, pisses down his leg, and we were like, let's trade for him again. Let's start him in game seven. Yeah, so so many guys who are just like, you know, I don't know, they don't get it. To a certain extent, like, you know, Clint uh, has struggled to get it at times. Um, But, like, Voight just gets it. He's just excited to be there, you know, wants to be part of the community. Still loves St. Louis, but – you know, he's honored to be a Yankee. It took A-Rod a long time to get it. Is Voight from St. Louis? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's right. like from St. Louis, came Played up with the Cardinals. Him. Yeah, he was supposed did, to be the next uh, – what's his name? David. Do you, do you see the irony of just having had a conversation about guys and pinstripes and now you're just <laughs> having a conversation where you're characterizing guys who get it and don't get it? Well, I'm talking about like reading their and watching their interviews. Where guys are just like, and you know, they've said, like, I didn't like playing there. I didn't like their system. So I'm just telling you the things that they said. So when, it, when is it going to click for Clint? Like, when is it, is this, how much longer is this like experiment going to go on? The like, is he an everyday player? Or is he not? I mean, he's only batting a buck 46 on the year. Like, obviously, we've seen some of the home runs that he's hit in Baltimore. Like, I think he would, I think he's an everyday player. It's, is, it, is it like is, mental with him? Yeah, he is an everyday player. He's just not playing well right now. He's just not doing a good job at it. Like, he is getting his shot. We traded Talkman. 
And now he's just not delivering. And he's making a lot of diving plays in the outfield that are getting criticized by people. But, you know, at the plate, he's watching a lot of pitches down the middle. I think, you know, he got into a rut in 2019 defensively. Like he didn't do the post game after that Sunday night baseball game, you know, left his teammates hanging and he never really like rebounded until that off season. And I'm hoping that, I don't know if it's like an off day or two will like help clear his head because he can't wait for another off season to clear his head. Well, he's also a cat guy. Like we know that you, he's a big social media guy. That, that, that's a guy that seems like he cares about what people say about him online and in his Instagram comments. And he deletes, he like unfollows and then follows half the Yankees again, every off season. We talk about it in the text chain all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a new generation of player, you know, but at a certain point, he's a number five overall pick. He's got incredible bat speed when he's on. He's great. When he's off, he's what we see now. He's had some injury problems. And so now it's giving him the shot. But it's not like there was trade value. You know, no one was really giving much up for him. We tried to trade him a, like a couple years ago. Uh, you know, he was available and teams just weren't biting on it. You know, we couldn't get a number four starter for him. And he was supposed to be like a top prospect because people are concerned about, you know, some of the off the field stuff. But it seems like he's matured out, you know, especially last year. He was uh, really mature going through spring training, finding out, you know, where he ended up on the roster, not on the roster, embracing uh, starting the season, the minors again called up. So he's showing maturity. He's just not showing ability right now. What time on Saturday are we having our first McFly bomb? Probably like four. That late? We- well, I mean, uh, br- brunch, boozy brunch at one. <laughs> so that, Jack, I think that you, because this is a, a Baltimore lifestyle podcast as well. I think you need to give a nice rundown of your schedule, where you're going, give some of these restaurants a shout out. Oh, I would love to. Cause I love Baltimore and I love, listen, it's just like Joe Biden goes to the economy, helps everybody <laughs> hurts. Nobody. Um, I love the- how Dick's last resort was the first thing they got a shout out. We went there like the first time I came down to Baltimore. <laughs> I went there with Eric and Lauren. Um, I saw it and was just like, let's go. This is trashy. He, let's said, he it. said it's not on the street. I don't need on the street. Let's go there. Yeah. So people and, spit on the sidewalk. The, that's why he doesn't eat on the street. Eating on the street is eating at Dick's last resort. <laughs> yeah. So I'm staying across the street from the stadium. So I'll be parking there. Uh, I have brunch reservations at one o'clock. At where is it? Where am I going? Row House. Row, Row House. House. Yes, Row House, where I believe it was two years ago, myself, Banks, and Marty went for a Mean Girls trivia brunch. No, came- no, no. That's not where it was. Oh, I was no. Where was that? Different time. I thought we, you said it was M- the same place. No, no MJ we was with when we went to Row Out- House. Outpost was where we went to uh, the Mean Girls trivia. Different occasion, Row oh. House. Oh, I don't even. On the I second floor. I don't even remember this. That's a blackout. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> so Row House gets a, a big A plus on that. Are you serious? I've been to this place and it's not. Wow. This is I the place that we that. went for brunch, right? Where we they were like, hey, we're here. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. They were doing donations for something. Yeah. For the bracelet. And we all yeah. bought we all wristbands. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We all had. Ri- <laughs> I say wristbands. So um, 
Yes. Oh my God. So yeah, that, oh, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Yeah. So I'm going to start just cranking because uh, they're very flexible with the all you can drink. Probably just uh, vodka club splash of OJs. See where that gets me. Uh, Eric's going to be there. Banks is going to be there. It's going to be a good time um, with some other friends. Then we'll probably swing over to uh, one star just to, I mean, you got a shotgun, a twisted uh, mm-hmm. for Marty, even because he won't yeah. be there. Yep. Um, probably. Is it, like is it two to three or three to four that they do like the two for one or whatever it is? Same way. No, no. I, I think the last time is. was that one star was with Jack. I go there every time now that I'm in Baltimore. Like it's the brunch place changes. Well, apparently not. Apparently the brunch places don't change. Um, when you think it changes, then it doesn't. I thought I would. I honestly looked. I started off at looking where one star is because I know I'm going to go there. And it was just like, now let me go a little off the beaten path. And I went like four blocks, I guess. So I guess I've been there. So, yeah, so we'll go to one star. You're not just going to shotgun one twisted, so we'll be there for a little bit. Then we'll probably get over to uh, Pickles around 4 o'clock. And then, I don't know, probably like 4.45, I'll bum a cigarette from someone. If it's a Yankee fan, it'll be a menthol. So it's like I brushed my teeth. Um, McFly bombs and just good times, just good times. Uh, Really excited. I'm just really excited to then – Go in the stadium, watch a nice game. Hopefully, we just kick the shit out of you guys so I don't really have to, like, focus too much on the game and more can just, like, focus on the vibes of Baltimore. Um, I'm just – I'm so incredibly excited. I love Baltimore. I love Baltimore week. We've got a wrinkle that I – it just occurred to me today. We've got the Preakness running at, like, 6.30, 6.45. So, the question is, do we stick it out at Pickles and watch that or do we go into the box – and see if we can pop it on there. I was going to say, I'm sure they'll have it on the, the big screen. This is a group chat in real life that, that's going on right now. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know if you guys, like, talked about, like, where people sit. Yeah. And things like that. Okay. Yeah, no, so there's definitely a TV in there. Multiple, at least. Yeah. Yeah so, yeah. yeah. so what are you doing? You're in there. Because probably whenever we can get in there, like, that's, that's when you go in there. Like, is there um, – I, I, They're opening the gates an hour before. Are there food like and not are there food or there food and drinks where we're sitting? I have no idea. I mean, there will be in like the hallways and shit. Like, yeah, yeah, behind yeah. the box. But so it's like I don't know. It's probably worth the shot to find out. Probably. Right. You know, you win that, some, you lose some. Worst thing that happens, we stimulate the economy. Helps everybody. Good for everybody. Bad for nobody. Have you printed those shirts yet? <laughs> That's what I should be wearing. Just fucking <laughs> Yankee fan coming down to stimulate the economy. <laughs> oh my god i have promised and i am fully vaccinated i wear a mask you know wherever you're supposed to i don't where i don't have to um but i am using covid as an excuse that's not real to not end up at the casino i am not going that is my promise <laughs> i am not going to the casino and if anyone tries to pressure me i'm gonna blame it on covid who are you making really this being old he, he made this declaration this on, on Monday, too, when I was on his podcast. Who's the, who is the promise being made to, though? I'm promising it to myself. Okay. 
I, th- I think you know who the casino pusher is going to be. I think it's going to be Bex. I know it is. It's going to be Bex. <laughs> I know it is. He's going to be. He's going to be feeling good from the Preakness, and he's going to say, well, you know, hey, let's pop over. You just reminded me. Over. I got to. I got to hit the casino before to hit the off track, so that I'm all set for race. Oh, and then you just need a friend to go with you. Yeah. yeah. Just, just, yeah, with, see how that just Real quick. Yeah. Just real quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can now, stop we'll off on the way to pickles. It's yeah. It's a, you talk about off the beaten path. It's not too far, but. On the way to Pickles. From the, one star. No, but then the race hasn't run. Oh, you mean in general, so you can place the bet. Correct. I think, I think I'm going to pass on that one. I'm going to pass <laughs> on the midday Saturday Preakness Baltimore Casino. Who knows what your mask rules are. What did we get asked last time we were at the casino, Jack? Oh, dudes come up to me. <laughs> and it's not I, – I think I had maybe just left Barstool. They were like, yo, JJ. And I was like, oh, what's going on, guys? You know RDT? And they were like, yo, what's up, man? I was like, not much. They were like, ah, sick game. Uh, you want to go get hookers with us? <laughs> and I thought it was just like, oh, like wild joke. Like, ah, you just said like a wild thing in public. And I like gave her a laugh. And they're like, no, we're going to – they had an exact plan, like where they were going. They were like, no, we're going down to this street. We've got – you can get some Coke there. And, and, and I, I was just like, dude, you just threw a lot at me. I don't even know you. <laughs> I don't know your Twitter handle. Like, we can't do this, man. Was that Baltimore? Yeah, fucking Baltimore. So literally, Jack didn't even break you guys stride might, as you we guys were might talking. Might to rush to the casino this weekend if uh, Yankee fans know that that's the that's the welcome. The scene that's the that's the Baltimore welcome. No, they were New York guys too. Like, it was like, oh, we travel from New York for these Baltimore hookers. It's a vibe. It is. It's it's definitely they call it the Charm City for a reason. You yeah. know more about my city than than I do. Or at least well, those guys do. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's got to be on the internet somewhere. Or I don't know. Maybe it's on like these guys. They look like 4chan guys. So who knows? <laughs> I was going to say it's probably on the side of a payphone somewhere. Right. <laughs> no, but I'm excited. I just like, listen, I love Yankee Stadium, right? I love going to Yankee Stadium. I love being around Yankee Stadium. I love the, you know, the bars grocery from Yankee Stadium. I love Wrigleyville. I love all the bars. Like, I love Wrigley. I love the rooftops. I love all the bars around there. And then there's, like, then there's Baltimore. Like, Fenway doesn't have, like, the same vibe, like, around it to me. And a, a little bit, it's, it feels uh, kind of like a museum. It's a little too museum-y for me. I thought it was like a carnival almost. Yeah, like, on the outside. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's old vibes. That I, and the bars aren't you know the most accessible baseball tavern just closed so you know but uh besides that like there is nothing else that i've gone to that i've like you know the white Sox is in the middle of nowhere tampa is the middle of nowhere so uh, of like stadiums i regularly go to like baltimore is just a great time because you've got pickles and everything's so much cheaper like when you're used to New York prices, like now I live in the suburbs, I'm not paying New York prices for stuff. But when I did, you know, you can get a $7 beer in the stadium for you guys. That's a, like a $15 beer in New York. Yeah, talk about t-shirts. It's like double the drunk for half the price. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great time. I, I'm going to give this one. PNC, PNC Park's pretty legit in Pittsburgh, like right downtown in the rivers there. Yeah, they got a nice little strip there too. I, I want to make it there at some point. I have not been there as old enough to to do that. I was like a teenager, so 
Um, but yeah, no, that's a place that is just like a great stadium. So I didn't even know about that vibe there. So that's pretty cool. I'm gearing this one up for uh, Atlanta's got a good one. Taylor. Have you guys been to Atlanta? No, no. Oh, Atlanta is like a beer garden around the stadium, around like half the stadium. You oh, just God. walk in the streets with drinks. There are people just selling beer on the street. There's a um, like professional bull riding bar. So, you know, there's people just bucking around on that drunk. It's right where um, Barstool had the Super Bowl uh, rough and rowdy. We have all that here in Baltimore. The company that created that area, that entertainment venue yeah. type area, it originates here in Baltimore. And the uh, the hell do we call it? Power Plant, Power Plant, Live. Plant Live. Yeah. Yeah, so no. Got the same bars. All same the same thing bars. In, yeah, same thing in Philly, you know. Except nobody goes yeah, to them. Now, here. like, Philly has Xfinity Live. But it's like, it is very, like, scrubbed down. Whereas, like, Pickles, like, Pickles had, you know, maybe the floor is not the cleanest. You know, but I like that. I like that. Maybe the bathroom door doesn't really close that often because there's just a Maybe line of people standing there. Yeah. yeah. We're having a good time. Maybe that, that, that bathroom in the first floor, when you go in the stall, has that door frame standing right there. Yeah. You know Maybe you go talking. all the way to the top where there's a, a one Secret toilet bathroom. bathroom. Yeah. That, that's the best one. Um, what did you think of the challenge this year? This is, again, this is for Marty and Taylor. Oh, MTV, the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, nobody like, I mean, Shaquille O'Neal doesn't have shit on playing himself into shape like CT. I mean, just one of the greatest athletes of our generation. And, you know, you're going to talk about, you know, Johnny Bananas and I, I love Bananas, but, you know, he was there every year. You know, you're going to take, you know, you're going to make a lot of shots if you take a lot of shots. You know, Michael Jordan you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So let me just chuck them up there by just having seasons. CT took time away, really, like, reached the bottom. And now he's just come back, plays this weird, like, I don't know, I'm your dad, I'm your friend, I'm a cool uncle, I'm kind of chunky. But now all of a sudden I'm in shape and I'm, like, training you. And I'll just drag some no-talent-has-done-nothing rookie to a championship. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. uh, he dragged a no talent rookie half or three quarters to a championship, and then picked up Amber B's slack and took her to a, a million dollars. And the amazing part is he ju he just needed a person that could run. Like yeah, he just needed a person that could pace him, and he found he talked about it all years. Like I just need someone that can run, and he found the person that could run, and then yeah. just did everything else. And he comes in not able to run. Like he starts Correct. the season, and there's no way he could do that. And he just plays himself into shape. He would, I, if the challenge had a pre-show physical, he'd fail. But somehow, at by the end of the year, he figures it out. It's a, it's a pretty incredible. They'd be like, you, you failed physically. You also have a concussion you had no idea about, sir. Jack, how did you avoid uh, the wrath of Anissa? Because I heard she called out the entire cast of No Quitters and left you out when you were pretty much the catalyst for. Uh, the Anisa Club, because uh, I don't, uh, I don't work for Barstool, so I like kind of disappear <laughs> into the wind. Like maybe if she like reads um, stuff, like she sees that comes from Reeks, those guys like their tweets have a check mark. I don't have a check mark, so you know maybe I blend in. But yeah, no, I said I didn't really even say anything bad. I said she looked like if like the Charm City Cake guy, 
right? Like, you know, one of those guys who makes like nice cakes made an ice cream cake of Rihanna and then put it in the sun for like <laughs> 10 minutes and then flash froze it. And that's Anissa. <laughs> Didn't you call her diaper breath? No, I think Clem, I think, called her that. Uh, so, like, Clem does deserve <laughs> some of the blame. But, yeah, like, we – me and Anissa, I just lived in Philly for three and a half years. Me and Anissa know a lot of the same people. We've been to a lot of the same places and just never run into each other. And she, when I first moved down there, like, DM'd me one night, like, yo, are you out? Like, because we had been tweeting about, like, oh, I just moved here to meet up and like I was already asleep and my wife was like why the fuck is Anissa DMing you I was like yeah I don't know like sorry I'm irresistible would you uh, say uh, who's your what's your Mount Rushmore oh so here's the thing I'm not like a historical the challenge guy like I don't mm. know Mark Long ah so I more- it doesn't go deep doesn't go what when's your when is like your cutoff point um so, okay. So when I was younger, I didn't really watch like any of any MTV shit. Then I watched like the first year I even watched the real world was San Diego with mm. Brad and Robin's huge boobs. Like I was mm-hmm. like 18 and I was like, these are the biggest boobs yeah, that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, and I just remember Brad, when they were out for Halloween, a guy tried to start a fight with them. And he's got the big, uh, they were Mario and Luigi. And they've got, he's got the big, like, puffy hands. And he's like, come on, backpack, I'll fight you. And he just, <laughs> and I just stuck with me. And so I watched like a couple seasons and then I didn't watch for forever. And I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast. And he said, if you're like 30 and you used to watch the challenge uh, and you used to watch uh, the real world, watch it now. You're different. It's exactly the same, but you're just in a different mindset. So if you, especially if you ever thought you could be on it, I think everybody who ever saw it was like, oh, that'd be cool. I'm fucking interesting. Um, do that. So I watched um, Las Vegas with Leroy. Yeah. And Adam and that yeah. guy, that guy Adam lived up the street from me, my, uh, my parents. Really? Mm-hmm. From Maryland. He ever like bite your dog or anything? He did not. He's a fucking weirdo. Was yes. he from Maryland or was Michael from Maryland? He, one Mikey of them. One of them Maryland. literally worked at the grocery store that we that we went to. Mm. Yeah, Leroy's like right hand man, Mike. Yeah. yeah, is that who it was? Because he yeah. went to Maryland. The kid yeah, Mike went to. So Maryland. that's him. Yeah, he yeah. ran track, right? Yeah. Yeah. Adam was a psychopath. He's okay. from. He's so that's, oh, Adam. Adam was like, I remember. Adam got kicked out, didn't he? And then yeah. he got kicked yeah. off the first challenge he went on in the first episode. Yep. Yeah, unbelievable. I get into a fight with Ty. He was the man. Like, so I, that's what, like, got me back in. And then so I started, you know, I would just, like, DVR them and watch them later. And then I just started making jokes because, like, people were tweeting about the challenge. And so I just started, like, watching it. And they wanted to do no quitters. So they were just like, hey, you smoke weed and watch things and make fun of it. How about us? So and that's just what I did. Like, I learned a lot of, like, the history of it from just the conversations with those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if you were to put a Mount Rushmore together, you probably didn't have to go back too far. I, I mean, mean, it's CT bananas. Yeah. Um, 
But then when it gets to like the word, like I haven't seen like Laurel really do it. You know, a lot yeah. of, there are a lot say, of female a girl on there. I'd probably put Laurel on there. There's Even a though lot Tanner would probably put Car Maria, which I would argue against. There's I a, I love Car Maria. There's a lot love. of, she's so incredibly nice in person, but I think if given oh. the option, she would have stormed the Capitol. Um, <laughs> I, um, uh, Darrell's got to be up there probably, but that's a guy that also I've never seen win. He won way back in the day. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like people like Laurel, especially for like the female competitors, a lot of them play when they're young, go have a family and then like get back in shape and come back. What Teresa or, just did. Yeah. Or they just take time away in general to like go live a life, not on TV. Um, and so I hear a lot about them, but I didn't see it. Yeah, I mean, if you were to take what you just said, the people that played when they were young, went and had a family, didn't get back into shape, then you're talking the Challenge All-Stars, which is currently running on Paramount Plus because that's straight garbage. I watched the first episode and was just like, what, this? you guys aren't even, like, who planned this? The worst part is they said it was going to define who was the best ever. I mean, you, you can't do that without CT and Bananas on the show and a variety of other people. So my yeah, I mean, the theory- fact that Big E is on there. Yeah. Darrell is there though, right? He is, and yeah. so is Derek. We're both so, very good. It, but and Mark, it's kind of like, I mean, it's the it's the senior circuit, so yes. the, like they're kind of dancing back and forth, you know. I also I don't think TC uh, CT's wife is like letting him get that time away again. No, no, you know. She's like, no, you're gonna. She's stay not gonna away. let him. You just brought yeah. You just brought home what nine hundred grand, eight hundred grand. Yeah. You, yeah, you just brought home like half a million dollars and you go there and you're like the oldest guy and you act like a dad. You go to this other one, it's everybody you've ever banged on TV before. <laughs> like in one place. You're still single. Yeah, and you're rich now. <laughs> the, the, only, the only people who have won this show four times are Darrell, CT, and Bananas. Yeah. So, so that helps. Uh, three times, Derek, Kenny, Evelyn Jordan Jordan is so Jordan is three for six that's really good yeah like Jordan I think he won he had hit like I think he won his three in a row like he came three times but he would take off like he would do one win take off the next season come back win again he did that at least once yeah he's pretty good yeah, he's very, very good. I mean, if you had to throw a girl on there, Evelyn probably wouldn't even come in the stratosphere. It might be Laurel as yeah, I, I would sit here and look. It might be Laurel, but it might be like if you're if there's really only one spot for a female competitor, if you're going to put, you know, CT, Bananas, and if you're going to go like Darrell or Mark Long or something like that and you're only going to include one, it's a toss-up. Because, like, Cara Maria also has, like, the longevity. Like, she's put up a lot of numbers. If you play, you know, four seasons and win two championships, it's not the same as winning two championships over a, you know, 10-season career. The highest-earning women are Smashley, Cara Maria, Camilla, and Jenny. I think you've got to talk Smashley, possible. Like She's one too as well. Because if we're talking, like, full picture, we're driving ratings – a producer's dream. We're talking winnings. We're talking individual accomplishment, making waves. I think you've got to talk about Ashley. Yeah. I mean, Sarah's the only girl to win and not get a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. That was a tough scene. 
That was, that was a very, very, very tough scene. Ashley on her season of The Real World was great. It was like, you're gone. Oh, yeah. She, she has been an incredible – she's been incredible on TV. Like, she's consistently either out in the first two episodes or makes to the end. And just like – but also on her season of The Real World, she, like, kind of came back. Like, she never, like, went back into the house, I, I don't believe. Um, but she was just, like, around. Like, she'd end up at the same bar. Yeah, she lived there. Yeah, like she, so it was like, oh, what are the odds I'd run into you here? Place with production trucks outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, talking challenge, I mean, we could talk about wrestling forever too. Um, Taylor, and me, and Jack could just say, I would say, I see the belt in the background. I'm an adult. I have adult money. <laughs> I have an adult wrestling belt. I have, I, all I have is a cup. I've just got a cup behind me. My my wife asked what I wanted for Christmas, and I said I would like a wrestling belt. I'll send you a link. It's not expensive. <laughs> Just get me it. And for, I was like, for people listening that can't see it, which championship is it? Oh, the early '90s Wing Eagle, like mm-hmm. Ric Flair at the '92 Royal Rumble. Uh, Hulk Hogan held it. You can get it for like 150 bucks from like India. It only takes like six weeks to get here, probably. No, it came very quick. It came shockingly quick. It ended up here like it was supposed to be like, oh, maybe it'll get there around Christmas. It showed up like a, a week and a half early. It's not bad at all. No. It's not, it's not um, DH Gate where everyone gets all the fake jerseys from. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no, love wrestling. Uh, everything in life is wrestling. Politics is wrestling. <laughs> uh, your job and your daily interactions are wrestling. If you don't realize that, I feel like it puts you a little bit behind. But, yep. you know, life is, life is theater. And, you know, that's all that's going on around you. It's all carnies and rubes. And you just got to figure out which side are you on. The best is when me and Marty would make wrestling references like that in real life at work and have to explain it to people. <laughs> like, uh, it, that person it's is su- funny. That's such a, a heel. That person's such a heel. around the room. And if anyone perks up, you know that they're a closet yeah. WWE guy. Yeah, if you say something like heel or just like, yeah, no, I pop them. Like, yeah. you know, you'll get it. You got to be careful to talk about this stuff with Eric, though. He's a WCW guy, so I'm, I'm not. I kinda dressed trash. as Sting to, for Halloween because I couldn't as dress a hero. Shawn Michaels. Oh, it was a regular. I couldn't Tuesday. dress as Shawn Michaels for Halloween because you didn't like, like him. No, because that, they wouldn't let me not wear a shirt to 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 Halloween when I was in second grade. Eric Bischoff stand over there. Yeah, but I could bring a, I could bring a baseball bat to school. I could. I was gonna that. say <laughs> baseball bat was. He looked, probably looked like a serial killer. Oh, he did. He he looked like Dylan Klebold. I don't know which school shooter that is, but that's, that's Columbine. That's, that's Columbine. the original. Oh, of course, yeah. I gave you that credit. Yeah, the OG. <laughs> um, no, I, I was a big Shawn Michaels guy. Like that, that was my dude. But again, I couldn't Doubtful. wrestle him. Uh, you can't, Sting, but you can't swing to a WCW guy at that point. You got to no, stay no, no, low yeah. WWE. I liked Sting, and that was a very easy costume that my mom could put together that morning: face paint and a T-shirt. The NWO T-shirt is classic. Wait. You didn't realize you couldn't wear no shirt to school until the morning of? I don't know. This was in 1995. <laughs> whatever, whatever year this was. 1998 or whatever. Could have gone as one of the wild Samoans. JJ, who's your all-time <laughs> guy? Wrestler. Who's your all-time guy? Well, I'm 36. So, like, you know, I was a Hulk Hogan child, like, very young. Like, couldn't believe when he lost in 92. I was, uh, you know, the 92 Royal Rumble. I was there at Knickerbocker Arena. Wow. Martin Luther King weekend. Um, it was a great time. 
uh, except for the fact that Ric Flair won, and I just like couldn't believe that happened. Really look back, like I'm a huge Scott Hall guy. Really love like everything that he did. Um, you we know, as a wrestler. Toothpicks this weekend. Where I, I'm not going to start flicking toothpicks at people. Why? We're, Go around pickle. Because we're in the middle of a pandy. Yeah, we're still, still in the middle of a pandy here, my guy. You don't just start right, throwing whatever. around. Let me spit on people. What? The, Baltimore. You've suggested you worse at pickles. I'll Baltimore, come on down. Our, and spit our restrictions on us. are lifted. Yeah, baby. Wait. I think Saturday they're lifted. Or is it Saturday? Or yeah. is it Saturday? Wait. So no masks. No masks. Masks mandatory. Uh, well, the governor is saying one thing and the mayor is saying another. So. So what's just par for the course this year? If I'm standing in pickles, do will I be wearing a mask? Well, you won't be standing. Oh, oh, because you can't. Okay, I thought there was no more limits. I thought it was just going to be back to the regular bar. Well, I think that's what Banks is saying. I don't know if the city is, but outside you don't have to wear a mask. In the stadium, you don't have to wear a mask. Pickles while seating sitting, you don't need to wear a mask. Oh, okay. So if we go and we get a table and we're sitting at a table, I don't have to wear a mask. I probably won't be able to just stand around because the mayor doesn't want that, but the governor does. We'll explain this whole thing to you. You, You'll hear the whole, you'll hear the story. Yeah. But I mean, this is good for, I'm going to tweet this for other Yankee fans who are coming down to Baltimore. We got to inform the people. That's a fair point. Yeah. Um, Okay, and in the stadium, no masks needed. What about when we go to brunch? No mask at the well, table? No mask at the table. So. Okay. Well, yeah, obviously. Um, we'll once- probably get a nice outdoor spot on the street in front of One Star at a table, which would be sweet. Okay, that'd be sick. They're Shock doing a very the odd. Everything on that entire street is like outdoor seating. Well, they have that like alleyway. Do they utilize that? Mm-hmm. I think they're utilizing that, but Cross cool. Street as a whole is just strict. Like it's just picnic tables. Pretty I, I much hope all the way down. Yeah. yeah and I oh, mean, you, know, you know, you don't drive on that street now. No, they they've closed it down. Oh, that's you awesome. Yeah, star. it's very awesome. The rules are very clean. Yeah, yeah. I don't and think market, anyone's ever worn a mask in one star. And that market in the middle has been uh, renovated. Oh, that's awesome. Good for local businesses. Love exactly. Baltimore. As the visiting mayor of Baltimore, <laughs> I commend what has happened yeah i'm fully expecting you to come down in a shirt that says like visiting mayor like visiting mayor of baltimore and like pinstripe font i'm gonna be no i'm gonna be very classy and and welcoming to the constituents a lot of probably two-handed handshakes to people you keep (laughs) an eye out guys we're hanging out when i shake so if i shake someone's hand i'm going two hands like a politician i like that i I think that's you meet the governor be sure to do that i will Big Larry, <laughs> good old yeah, it's Big Larry. There we go. Uh, See, when I, when Banks, I, I think they, I think you owe Tom some, uh, some can crushing. I do, and that's gonna happen for sure. Yeah, we're gonna smash. Some Hopefully, Tom's there. there. I mean, I'm oh, sure he will. Has to be. Who's there. Tom? The owner of Pickles. Oh, okay. Recurring guest of the podcast. Yeah, I didn't know if he was like the mayor. I thought I was gonna meet the governor and the mayor. No, not quite. <laughs> All right. The mayor doesn't come out very often. No, he doesn't really. Probably busy mayoring, doing good mayor stuff, shutting down streets, helping local businesses. Handshaking people. Two-hand handshaking people. Yep. Yeah, and that's what you got to do. You got to shut down streets, let bars, 
party in the street. Don't throw toothpicks at people. That's how you beat the <laughs> pandemic. Oh, man. Well, maybe. I, I may throw a toothpick or two, but I'm excited for this weekend. Um, yeah, a little advice. If you see, if you're out there, if you're a local and you're out there and you see any of the Yankees coaching staff out at, like, dinner or something, stay away. Stay away. They're a bunch of dirty Se- boys. Seven, seven have COVID right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, we got seven. We were Luckily, we're playing in Tampa, so we were able to just call minor league instructors from across the street from our minor league facility to like coach first base. I mean, first base, I mean, you don't do anything anyways. You hold, you hold batting gloves and wrist guards. Listen, you're sending Tyler Wade. You're telling Tyler Wade to get back. We've got a lot of base running errors this year. That's so we don't need any more, but I mean, Cole's in the seventh inning. Of the giant schedule seeing as I finally have a fellow giants. I was going to, yeah. Yeah. I I haven't even looked at it. Haven't even looked. I just watched. The Carolina Panthers video. Did you see that? I did. I, heard, I, just I heard it was that good. Well. It's so good. So it's nine minutes long. So it's like, mm. it's like a mini movie. Yeah, I thought Quibby died. But um, <laughs> is that the first Quibby joke on the pod? I don't even know what the fuck <laughs> Quibby. I can't believe I haven't Quibi, gotten a Quibi joke Quibi off. That's, came, it's, <laughs> came and went so fast. Yeah. <laughs> that, I like a, a good Quibby joke though. That's a versatility <laughs> of me. Um, oh, I see it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it'll uh, listen. I'm just I'm excited for the weekend, guys. Just what about your next? Are we are we going to get some Knicks talk in this week? Oh, I don't know. I am uh, I'm not a Knicks fan. I've never been a Knicks fan. Um, I don't hate the Knicks. I liked the Bulls when I was a little kid because Michael Jordan. Never liked the Knicks. Oh, Yankees Bulls fan? No way. What are the odds? What are yeah, the odds? But I was that. a little kid, and then I stopped, and I didn't go back to being a Knicks fan and be like, oh, you know, now I'm a Knicks fan because I'm from here. Because I cheered against them very hard uh, for a very long time. But I think I'm going to buy season tickets for the Sixers. So I think since I'm going to live in the Philly area for the rest of my life until I retire to the Upper East Side, I, uh, I have to embrace one sports team. I don't like hockey. Actually, I like hockey live, but I'm, you know, you can't watch. just – you can't become a fan of a thing you only go to live. Um, you know, obviously not the Eagles. Ooh. Um, and, you know, it can't be the Phillies. So, you know, maybe trust the process. I like it. I, I like it. I can't really argue with that. And I feel like I'll ingratiate myself to the locals by having season tickets. Like, because then I become, you know, as I meet other people with like, uh, you know, my kid goes to do stuff, you know, there's other dads there. You know, as I'm trying to schmooze people, because I'm probably I'm going to run for mayor of the town that I live in eventually. So oh. it's just like, how do I, you know, how do I start schmoozing people? And um, you know, oh, this guy donates tickets to like we need raffle items. You know, local author, the things like that. I'm just building up the resume. <laughs> You'll be able to look back at this when I, after I uh, become the mayor of the town that I live in. I, in I don't how know many, how long it's going to be. How many mayors have ever said that they got the seat sit uh, almost right on the field for an arena football game too? Yeah, I mean, obviously those are you know those are just pre perks. That's what I call it, pre perks of the job. You saw the greatness coming, um, and I was sitting right behind uh, Pete Jr. from like Chicky and Pete's. Oh, like good. so that great was big. Fries. Great like fries. yeah, and like partial owner, and he had um, his wife was wearing their the like Philadelphia Soul like championship ring from like whenever they had it he was wearing his eagles that he got an eagle super bowl ring as like a big advertiser and like he just wore he was like you know what it's sunday time to break it out 
I own a place that sells crab fries that's not in Baltimore. Doesn't have crab on it? Yeah. Um, and so I own this because my dad started it. If you Google me, there are some legal issues. <laughs> I'm going to put on a very starched button-down shirt and my advertiser Super Bowl ring. And let's go. And I'm leaving the house like this. And he did it. Like, and he, he fucking did. He did the damn thing. He was very nervous about like whatever it was. Like if they score a hundred points, everyone gets free crab fries. <laughs> he was like literally on his phone yeah, like, it was, talking. It was, it was Jackie a, Moon. Like he had a whole group. <laughs> like he had a group. Like his family was there. And then, you know, like, I don't know, maybe he had like 10 people, like a couple couples type situation. Mm -hmm. And there were other guys who were clearly involved with the business and they had to like huddle up. Picturing this within the context of an arena football league game is a very funny thing to try to picture right now. And Jack yeah. and Emily are sitting right behind them. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. I don't know like all the fields here, but the Philly field, I feel like was not in great condition. Like it wasn't exactly even. Yeah. I don't think you came out to uh, the, the chicken box down here in Baltimore ever. So I played an intramural game in college on like the Philadelphia soul field, uh, but it was in the spectrum before they tore it down. And it was just like, wow, this is basically concrete with rug burn. It's yeah, like, what's worse than concrete? <laughs> rug burn concrete. Um, yeah, so no, that was, I mean, that was a good time. But yeah, no, we'll be able to look back. And uh, after I win, I will tweet this out from like the mayor handle. I don't know if there even is one. And um, the townspeople will know that I was, sent, I was sent from the past to come save them. I love it. Got to bring businesses here. The property taxes are too damn high. <laughs> you know, if we bring businesses, we'll get some business taxes and that will help us. And yes, we have an Amazon warehouse, but down the block, but we got to get this, you know, it can't just be farm stands. Well, it sounds like evolve. you're willing to help feed the local economy here. And I think we can repay the favor by bringing some of our well-earned Baltimore dollars to your town. Yeah, come on by. I've got the pool open today. We got a temperature reading on the pool? No, because the um, people who I bought the house from, it turns off, didn't uh, shut it down, shut down the heater properly. So there's an error coming up. So someone's got to come out and uh, check on it. But like, yeah, it's cold. I mean, it's just chlorine's dumped in it. It's getting started. Tomorrow I got to vacuum it. Then I got to bring a, a thing of the water over for them to test it. Uh, to figure out if I need to add more salt to it. It's a salt water pool. No big deal. Kind of a big deal, you know, whatever. It's about like you work hard and then you reap the benefits. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the Baltimore motto right there. Trust me. I know. That's why I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got nothing else. I'm, I'm super excited for this weekend. I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. And, and hopefully, hopefully we see an Orioles win on Saturday. I mean, I'm jacked up for Jorge Lopez. That's all I'm going to say. I, I, don't even, all are. I don't even know that that's a real person. That's like well, a backyard baseball guy. We'll see. We'll see on Saturday. We will see on Saturday. We'll see. We'll see if we can see. What's up? I was gonna say I got nothing else. If anyone else, does anyone else want to jump in? You said it. I mean, Saturday. Excited for the box. Excited for the Preakness. Got a little Caps hockey game in the box too. Ooh, it's gonna be sweet. Yeah, yeah. We got Jack was down oh, here yeah. for the, la the last time we had a that's right. Cup game too. Yeah. So yeah, is it the playoffs now for hockey? Starting game on Saturday. One. Oh, wow. Did all the teams play the same games? Didn't one team, like, take a month off because they were just spitting in each other's mouths in, in, like, Ottawa? 
their one conference is like playing double duty for the next week to try to catch up. Oh, and okay. so their playoffs start like next week. Gotcha. So, so it's just going to be like a stack. I was talking hockey. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Let's do, do you it. Got, do you want to, you want to plug your Yankees podcast and, and, and all that stuff? Yeah. If you just want like a silly goose time of like not too much in-depth analysis, but like having fun trying to trade Aaron judge, um, come on over to George's box. It's, um, on wherever you get podcasts comes out, I don't know, every Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever we feel like putting it out based on the schedule, you know, whatever it makes sense, we put it out. Um, and it's just a lot of dick jokes and baseball. Uh, yeah. I think if you really like this show, you probably won't like it. <laughs> I mean, that, that's... like if you, if you regularly listen to this podcast, you're probably not going to like my show. Well, there you go. I mean, that's a ringing endorsement, right? That's yeah. Like mess. this is fun. Like I'll come back and do this. Like this is, I hope you enjoyed my jokes. Like I don't take it personally. No, I, I mean, I th- we think we love your jokes. That's why we had you on. All I know is that if you wa- want to just follow the, the Saturday course of business, you guys are going on. Fans can just find you wherever they want. I mean, they, they can just go during the timestamps. You guys just gave them. Yeah. yeah. That's where it'll be. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Like it's where we go, Row House. Row House. Row House. We'll, we'll be there probably like one to like three ish, two thirty. Like I don't even need to maximize this, the boozy brunch. Like I do all right for myself. I don't, you know, I can go pay it and drink what I want to drink. And what I want to drink is shotgun twisted teas in the street, helping the economy, <laughs> helps everybody. <laughs> and then bringing it to pickles. Not being able to put everything on Marty's tab. Very unfortunate. Oh, whoa, whoa. I think we're still going to put stuff on Marty's tab. <laughs> like, is that you a still thing? have like a weekly, monthly tab or something going on? Yeah, we'll see. That's we'll open it for you. Yeah, we'll ask. Hey, Jess, I think Marty's on his way. Uh, we're going to put these on his tab. She'll be like, yeah, it's yeah, fine. Just tab. Yeah. Hey, like bring over like a sixer of loose cannons. Well, let's, let's go. Well, Marty, I hope you enjoy Arizona. Oh, didn't you see the end of Goodfellas? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, I'm excited. We're going to stimulate the economy. The Yankees Good are going to win. We're going to, we're going to stay right because, I mean, listen, Tyler Wade just got a base hit, baby. Don't let him heat up. <laughs> there, uh, let, let's hope Tyler Wade is in the lineup on Saturday against uh, Jorge Lopez, and, and we'll see who the, real, uh, who the real king is and comes out on top. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All righty. Jack, thank you as always. Of course. We'll see Thanks, you Saturday. Man. We'll see you soon. Back to you in the studio. Back on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood. Thanks so much uh, to JJ for jumping on. Make sure to uh, give his podcast, even if, if you're an Orioles fan, you probably don't want to listen to a Yankees podcast, but the George's Box Pod, give him a subscription, give him a download. That helps him too, even if you don't actually listen to it. Um, and he said you wouldn't you want to listen to it. So a ringing endorsement for you to not listen to his podcast, but appreciate him coming on. Now we come to our starting five segment, which is sponsored by our new friends at Fed Thrill Sunglasses. If you order from Fed Thrill, use the promo code Exit52 for 20% off. Really appreciate them coming on board uh, the show and can't wait for some sunglasses. Hopefully. Um, I can figure out some pre- a prescription situation RDT, because I can't just put regular sunglasses on unless I'm putting them over the top. So I've got to, I got to, I got to talk with the team over there and figure out 
um, how to get that done. Maybe I can be a, I can be a bright light for prescription sunglasses. In Maybe at our shareholders meeting, we can, we can have that. Address sure. And- sure. Get it, get that, get that call going um, and figure it out, but really appreciate um, them coming on board the podcast. It, it is sunglass season local. too. It, um, I mean, it couldn't be a more perfect time. Couldn't be a more perfect time. Summer's coming up. You're going to need shades. You're going to go to fedthrill.com and you're just going to absolutely get some local sunglasses. And that's, that's, we just, we just appreciate that. We just appreciate, and we appreciate them. And so, they've been, yeah. I mean, they've been big for a while. Like I remember five or six years ago getting glasses from them and yeah, I remember like when the two of us started with Barstool, they were one of the first companies that like kind of embraced, hey, here's some Baltimore guys from Barstool. Like they, they kind of get what our vibe is. Mm-hmm. And they're just like a fun-loving company that loves to do like some really organic marketing and those types of things. And um, they sent us some sunglasses throughout the years here and there. And like these are awesome sunglasses and I've bought them on my own without them sending it to me. They're so awesome. Um, and they're just like – perfectly right in the middle where you don't feel like you're spending a whole bunch of money when you're buying them, but they're, they're just as quality as, as your Ray-Bans or whatever you might get for $150. Um, but you're paying like 40, 30, $50, whatever. You're going to get 20% off with the code. Um, and they're, they give you a little more leeway to kind of, kind of do some rough housing with them. You know, if you're going on the boat over Memorial day weekend, what have you, the secrets, yeah. Like whatever you want to do, like you don't feel so guilty about like, Hey, um, these, these sunglasses might be, might be a casualty, might not be, hopefully they're not a casualty, but like, you know, you can live with yourself a little more if they are. Yeah, for sure. So appreciate Fed Thrill coming on once again, promo code exit 52 for 20% off starting five this week presented by Fed Thrill is a weird, this, we, we were trying to figure out the best way to explain this. It's essentially jerseys that look weird on guys that were long tenured for other teams. So I think there is a certain person that won a certain Super Bowl this past certain year that fits that category. If you need an explanation, don't want to give away picks, although I'm sure RDT will give away some at one point here in the next five to ten minutes. Um, But we're not going to give it away yet. Uh, That is the draft this week. And I think it's it's just one that always comes up in sports where guys will start playing for another team and you're like, what the heck is that? Like, that just looks so bizarre. Um, Last week, obviously, we had the trophies draft, and I had the first pick. Thanks to the second pick, RDT had the third pick. We flip it on its head. RDT, you have the first pick. I have the second pick, and Banks, you have the double pick going around the horn there. So, RDT, this was your idea. So, you start off this draft. It was your idea. So, you are are putting down the marker here with the number one overall pick. It's – I mean, you could go a bunch of different ways, and you could go a bunch of different sports. To me, it's, it's got to be Jordan with the Wizards. Mm. Um, yep. Obviously, people our age grew up and, and know him in the Bulls and arguably the, the second best player of all time. I think, we, I think we're all comfortable saying that, right? Okay. No, no objection? Yeah, okay. There I we just, go. I'm so stunned by the fact that you continue to do this. I mean, the, the, the face that like you just made. I'm not even going like, to um, entertain this whole thing. It's, you know, I mean, it was weird. It was weird when it happened. And it's still like, it, the crazy part is that there are like actual living and breathing people with like real jobs and on Twitter who have no recollection of Jordan as a wizard. Like, <laughs> yeah, don't even it, remember it. Like, it's true. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird to me, but I, I think it's the, I think it's the right number one pick. So uh, Jordan, 
Jordan in that wizard's uh, that wizard's blue and what is that a brown? Like what was that trim color? Is that brownish? It's like goldish. It's kind of yeah. like a copper kind of yeah, kind of like yeah. trended into gold a little bit. They're not the greatest uniforms of all time. Yeah. Um, their their uniforms are much better now. I, I'm gonna go with the the guy I tease at the top because despite the fact that he's a hated figure here, it is incredibly bizarre to see him in a Buccaneers uniform. I'm gonna go with Tom Brady. I think that. I, it, that is a person I would have never expected to play on another team. Uh, and now he does. And it was bizarre the first time he was out there. Obviously became more normalized because he, you know, won there. And so many of these stories are about guys going places and not winning. But I'm taking Brady. I didn't even have him on my board because he, it's just so current and it's just so in your face right now. And he did the whole Super Bowl thing. So, um, you know, we could certainly look back and do this draft five years from now and kind of think about all the Patriots. Tom Brady moments and then be like, Oh yeah, that whole Tampa Bay thing. But who knows how long this Tampa Bay thing is going to go on. So um, that's why I think, honestly, I think I, I think your reasoning's flipped. I think he's going to become, it's going to become, it's the most weird. Now it could become more normal in five years. Cause he could play for another three years. And then it's like, Oh, he had a whole second act. I Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I won that argument. Yeah. I won you, that argument right there. You literally shut him up. Yeah, I pretty much shut him up there. That's that's a pretty tough scene. No, we got him back. We got him back. I don't know what's going on with my internet right now. This is a th- we might have to get sponsored by an internet company here to get you yeah, fixed up. Yeah, I might need my roommate to stop watching whatever he's, you know. Oh, don't wow. do that. Wow. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, don't do that to the K-Man. I guess I'm up. Yes. We're moving on from the Tom Brady thing. Yep, for two. Uh, I'm gonna lost. take I'm gonna take Wayne Gretzky with the St. Louis Blues. Okay. He got traded there midseason. Um, played 18 games, and that was it. He moved along to uh, to to New York. I think a lot of people picture him. Depending on when you're born, you've got maybe some different memories of what you picture Wayne Gretzky as. But the one thing you do not is him as a St. Louis Blue. Yeah, I mean it's again. You there, there's a, a couple of different teams that you could pick that like you picture him as. I picture him on the Kings, um, but yeah, the, the Blues. Because I scrolling through, I saw pictures of that, and I was like, oh, that's a now one. Now one doesn't really, really, really ring a bell. Blues uniform when he wore it too, with, yeah, the, the, with the, the the yellow and the red, red accents blue, around the blue. blue. It's a very, very blue blue. I was gonna say very vibrant jersey, like overall. With my next pick, I'm going to take uh, Johnny Unitas with the Chargers. A lot of people don't remember that, but he wore uh, – or don't even know of that. But I, he, did, he, I don't remember it. He wore the powder blues. You can sure. Google it. It's worth the, a Google. The, the jerseys are still fire. They're, 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 oh, yeah. They were dude, number they one for a reason. Incredible then. And I'll tell you what, a powder blue Unitas would be an all-time – Yes, it would. Yeah. Throwback. Ooh, yeah. man. Forget Lance Allworth. The tired Lance Allworth jersey, wired Johnny U jersey. The the thing that sticks to me always when I think of this in particular is how distant the two numbers are on his jersey. It's preposterous. Yeah, they're probably the like one of the on. nine like are wolf so sweater, separated. So, Johnny U. Um, I'm gonna take a, a local favorite here. I'm gonna take Ed Reed with the Jets. Ed Reed with the Jets was a bizarre scene. He was with Houston first. That was weird. But I, him in the Jets uniform is weirder. It's weirder. Um, and the fact that he was ever forced to wear another uniform for that one year besides the Ravens uniform hurts me a little bit because it just 
I just wish he'd retired and we just would have had him on one team and we just would have never had to deal with that. But yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to use him on the jets. I think the jets green is just a little bit more glaring to me than that Texans uh, little stint there. So I'm going to go Ed Reed on the uh, Ed Reed on the jets. The weird part is too. He was 22 on the jets. Like I think on the Texans, wasn't he still 20? Yeah. And yeah. so like, all right, it's it, 20 Reed. It looks fine. The 22 yep. looks gross for whatever reason. It's a great number, but it does not look good with Ed Reed. Yeah. Um, all right, I will go – this one, I mean, this is a close personal one to me. I was thrilled when this happened. Randy Moss on the Titans. That's one mm. – it was like mm. an eight or nine game I don't stretch. even remember that. <laughs> I, rem- I remember, like, putting it on Facebook. I, there was no I Twitter back then. Do. And I was like, I want the Titans to get Randy Moss. You could take and him then, on the Niners, too. Could take him on the Niners. I mean, like, people literally don't know he was in that Super Bowl. That, yeah. You know, that, which is crazy. Um, but the, the Randy Moss on the Titans, because he was so bad. It, they, they just they didn't throw him the ball at all. Um, it, was, it was just weird. And, and I mean, he, he'll always – and it's, it's the thing. It's like you consider him – like when you think of Randy Moss, you think of the Patriots or the, you think of the Vikings or you think of the Raiders. Probably the Vikings. Yeah. But, but I mean, obviously, younger people, if you're listening to this, like there's a, there's a decent chance you, re, you only remember him as a Patriot, which I can understand that. Um, my, my next one, I'm going Ken Griffey Jr. on the White Sox. Just a, a, it's a good pick. Yeah, something, again, we didn't need to see. The, the whole, <laughs> what, last three or four years of Griffey's career, falling asleep in the locker room on his second stint with the Mariners, stuff like that. It's like we – you don't want to see it. It's, it's, not, it's not great. Him going back to Seattle was cool, though. That was cool. But again, the way it ended in Seattle, where that story came out, where it's like, oh, Griffey fell asleep in the clubhouse during the game. Like he was DH and he napped in the clubhouse. It's like, uh, I don't remember uh, that story as much as I do, like him deciding to retire and he just got in his car and drove home. That's kind of what it was. It was like, it it was was like like, a three day drive. Yeah. He was like, all right, I'm done. Like, I drove drove from like Seattle to, I don't know, Florida or some shit like that. He he just called it quits. I'm out. I mean, when you're the kid, the, you can the do, funny you can part that. is the clips to me of him on the on the um, Reds are jarring. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. bizarre. Why? It's just so weird. I he, they were showing that. Oh man, was it? I think we were at show, Crossbar. We were at Crossbar Saturday the other day, and they're showing the highlights of him getting hurt with the Reds. I'm like, I just don't remember so him. Things. It's just so weird. It's just so I, I remember, like, I remember his Father's Day 500 home run. I mean, like, oh, that's so cool. He's back at home in Cincinnati, and. And, and all that, but I mean, like, it's, like we've, I've already said a bunch of times, there are people that don't remember him as a Mariner, which is the weirdest to me. That is insane to me that, 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 that people just have no recollection of him as a Mariner. There's a lot of places I could go here. I've actually, ones have come to me as I've, as I've sat here and now I'm like kind of rejiggering what I was going to do. Um, but I am going to take Shaq on the Celtics. Overweight Shaq on mm-hmm. the Celtics was an absolute disaster in every way, shape, or form. He, was, he did not want to be there. I think he was wearing 36. It looked gross. I could probably check that here. Um, but just an, just an atrocity of a situation. Yeah, he wore 36 after wearing 32 or 34. I guess he had 33 with the Cavs. End of career Shaq was a little bit more depressing than people remember. Um, and he was horrible with the Celtics. Out of shape, terrible. Love Shaq, but – Yeah, I'm not worth that. That playing enough minutes a, a to play himself into the shape. Tough end of the career for, uh, for an all-time great. 
you guys, I, I just had to tear up two draft cards in a row. Those are my next two picks. <laughs> just both of the picks on the wraparound just out the window. No, those are great picks. Those are the right picks. I think those make total sense. So I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take Jerry Rice with the Seahawks. Um, even mm, the Raiders yeah, thing was, was pretty weird, but he was like kind of productive, a nice little, um, little combo with, uh, Tim Brown there in Oakland. But then when he kind of had a last hurrah with the, uh, with the Seahawks, it was just weird, man. It was real weird. So that's Jerry Rice, the Seahawks. And then I'm going to go with Mike Piazza with the Marlins. Mm. He got traded in the middle of, I want to say it was like 99 maybe. And he, uh, he got traded from from LA to to I guess you'd call Florida. It wasn't Miami then, but it was Miami. Um, and they just turned around and traded him like seven days later to to the Mets. And so everybody's got these images. They probably think of him as a Met overall, but he was probably at his best in Los Angeles. I mean, he was winning batting titles and stuff there. And um, and then that Florida Marlins just like one week. Like, I think he's the epitome of the guy who just got traded and then retraded. Um, and, I mean, yeah, that that's a good one. The pictures of that are always weird because, again, you're like, oh, my God, I forgot. He did. Um, hmm. I'll take – No, it's not mm, your pick. Mm, oh, it's not? Well, mm, then I won't take that person. Yet. I mean, <laughs> come on. Um. <laughs> I'm going to take – I'm going to stay in the NBA. I'm taking Memphis Grizzlies' Allen Iverson. Fuck. Um, Allen Iverson – Are you another, guys looking at my board right now? Allen Iverson, another <laughs> weird end of the career. Um, I thought that was my safe, like, left yeah. field one. Yeah. <laughs> Tough scene. Tough scene for, for our guy AI. So, I'm taking him. No, Not much explanation to do. He's a sixer. And even with Denver – yeah, the Denver was Carmelo weird. stint. That was weird too. The two ones that are really bad are the Detroit stint and the Memphis stint. Those I would have, I would have said Detroit over. I Den- almost uh, took over Detroit. Memphis. I almost took Detroit. I think they're very one A one B. I think you can take either one. Uh, yeah, it's. I did. I remember him more vividly in Memphis. I don't know why, but I. I mean, I remember him obviously all of them. But the, Detroit is the one for me where I'm like, oh my god, that's right. But that was weird. Right. Let me. Is my turn? Yay, or. Yeah. Yes. Me? Yeah. All righty. Um, I, I don't know which way. I will go – will I? Will I? I'll go Emmett Smith on the Cardinals. Like, the epitome of the, like, you should have just hung it up, dude. Like, you should, Emmett Smith should have been a cowboy for us. That was on my list. Like, he – and that was one of the first ones I remember, like, being, being younger and being like, what? Why is Emma Smith on the Cowboys? Like this is or on the on the Cardinals. This is weird. And again, and they were just such such plain uniforms. Like there's no no flash, no pizzazz, no nothing to those Cardinals. And it, it it didn't feel right. It didn't look right. Like it was just. And I I think he was only there a year. And it was like, yeah, that that seems about right. Like a one and done. That that that's probably a deal that he looked back on. I was like, I shouldn't have done this. Like he's the Arrested Development. I've made a huge mistake <laughs> in real life. Um. So Emmett on the Cowboys or Cardinals, damn it! Um, I could, I mean, I, I'm juggling a lot right now. Give me, 
Manny Ramirez on the Rays. And, like, okay. the whole end of his – and, like, I almost went Manny Ramirez on the White Sox, too. Could have gone, like, Manny Ramirez on the Iowa Cubs. I almost went Manny Ramirez <laughs> when he signed the minor league deal with the A's. Didn't he play in Mexico, Manny, too? I was going to say Manny Ramirez Taiwan. He also – Manny Ramirez <laughs> has that, that home run in Taiwan, which is the all-time best home run call of all time. The all-time best home run pip, maybe. Like, people well, forget how fucking sweet he was that. Well, yeah, but the call – do you know what the call is when he's in Taiwan and the guy, he hits it? I and the guy that. says, oh, he hits it. And, like, your girlfriend who never returned, it is gone. And the guy, like, <laughs> freaks out. It's one of the best, like, announcer calls <laughs> of all time. It's, it's fantastic. But, yeah, Manny, that whole just last – after the Dodgers caught him after – or, you know, whatever they did with him um, – after he tested positive for what was it, uh, um, estrogen? Whatever it was, yeah, the pregnancy stuff. Mem- it was it was a what a wild, strange ride what it was a, for Manny Ramirez. Honestly, his career is one of the most fascinating that's ever been. It really I is. Mean, yeah, just all that's the the steroids, and then there's like the triumph and the World Series in '04, and then like the trade to Manny Wood, and mm-hmm. he like hit everything in sight in that mm-hmm. August and September for them. Went rocking number 99. Like, him high-fiving the fan at Camden Yards is an all-time moment. Peeing in, in the monster. Like. Oh, dude. And honestly, like, he's on a rival team for, for a lot of that period. Never could find any hate in my heart for Manny Ramirez. Not an ounce. Very Not fun baseball player to watch. Not gray, a dollar back. Not gray, a dollar foil, back. <laughs> gray foil to David Ortiz for yeah, some. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, with my last pick, I will, uh, I'll stay local again. I think I talked about this – Last week, I'm taking Sammy Sosa with the O's. Um, just a bizarre, just a bizarre scenario. Him, him in Baltimore for the single year he was here. Uh, it was sort of exciting. Wasn't awful. Had 14 home runs, um, but he wasn't good. And uh, just a weird one. Just a very weird one that gets a little lost. There's, there's some really good Orioles examples of this that we could probably go through at the end. Yeah, I mean, uh, you could I, do an entire draft of that. We need, mm-hmm. we need to get one on the board, and I, I feel like Sosa just beats out a couple of other guys uh, to be my, my personal favorite. So I'll, I'll take him last. I thought you were going to steal my pick. I was down to two picks for, like, the last four picks that you guys were taking, and with the way things were going, I was so sure that I was just going to be have to – just pull something out of my ass. Um, so I'm going to take Deion Sanders with the Ravens, number 37. Um, everybody remembers him. I wonder if because of when exactly I grew up, I think of him as a cowboy, but he had so much of a career in Atlanta and then a little stint in San Francisco. Um, but I grew up in Montgomery County where there's like there's so much back and forth between – football team fans and Cowboys fans. And then the Ravens fans were kind of new on the scene where there was a lot of, there, there was a kid in the neighborhood who was just huge on Deion Sanders. It's a big Deion guy. It's prime time. And him coming to the Ravens was exciting as hell, especially with Ed Reed. And I think Chris McAllister was still, still on the team at the time. Um, and a little story about that too. Uh, my grandfather, the one who, who passed away a couple of weeks ago, ran the media gate at, the Raven stadium for maybe the first decade that the stadium was open. Um, and Dion was on the team at the time. And a couple of times a year, a couple of games, he would be able to get tickets where I would go to a game and I'd kind of hang out around that media gate and you'd see everybody kind of check in for the day around 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, whatever it might be. And at one point 
you know the players have their players lot that's right there across from where the media gate is and um I remember like Todd Heap and Ed Reed coming in and getting their autographs as they were coming into the stadium. They all pulled in with their cars and all this stuff. Dion, of course, had a limo pull up. He got out in just the most ridiculous first suit that I've ever seen in my life. And he, I don't think he ever looked down on his entire walk to the, whatever door it is. It's like a 30 foot walk. And he just like fans all left and right, just all, I mean, it's prime time people going nuts. And he just like, the people around him didn't exist. He just walked right through the crowd. So, so one time I've truly lived his gimmick. He, yeah. it's incredibly shrewd and it's given him an incredible life after his, he was done playing football. Colleague. He too. Conti- yeah. He mm-hmm. continues to be an incredible star because of his commitment to his persona. It's amazing. I mean, good for him. Um, yeah. Colleague, do you guys, when is, uh, when are you, when are you guys going to get the on the pod? Talk a little To be determined. Mm. All right, we'll work on that. Uh, that's the draft. That's a great pick to end it. Uh, RDT, Michael Jordan on the Wizards, uh, Randy Moss on the Titans, Ken Griffey Jr. on the White Sox, Emmett Smith on the Cardinals, Manny Ramirez on the race. I had Tom Brady on the Bucks, Edward on the Jets, Rand- uh, I only read that wrong. Shaq on the Celtics, Allen Iverson on the Grizzlies, and Sammy Sosa on the Orioles. Banks had Gretzky on the Blues, Unitas on the Chargers, um, Jerry Rice on the Seahawks, Mike Piazza on the Marlins. Did I write that down correctly? Yep. We're going through different yep. teams. And uh, Deion Sanders on the Ravens. Fun draft. That one could go. That one could go longer. I really hammered some goats there. Uh, Vlad Guerrero on the Orioles was the that other was one my next one. And Jim Tomey. I was going to have Tomey. Also in contention. I am a yeah. Tomey. Terrell and, Owens with the Bills. I had yep. T.O. with the Bengals. There's a couple Randy oh, yeah. Moss. There's a couple – there's a couple – when I was doing research, a couple Andre Johnson stops that I didn't remember. Um, game <laughs> one of them was, game-winning one touchdown of them was in the Tennessee. Game-winning touchdown against one the Lions. I'll never forget that. I love that he went to teams in the division. <laughs> That's just so weird <laughs> that he went to two teams in the division. He literally retired like week, week 11 one year. It was like, yeah, I'm done. Like he I had – one that, that could have gone here were the two Favre stops too. The Favre. Uh, yeah. That yeah, would have been my last one. They were so highly publicized, so at yeah, like a correct. little bit. Um, um, I had Ed Reed Houston on my original board, and you went with the Jets one. Yeah. Uh, there's I, two I had, Patrick Ewing ones as well, Magic and the, and the, and the Sonics. Uh, Sonics. I had the um, Mike Vick on the Steelers. I almost took that one. Mm. Oh, true. That was one, like, I, yeah. I barely remember him as a Steeler. Like, I saw – you know, what is Randall what's, Cunningham as a Raven. I, you know what else one I almost did, but I didn't think it would be, I didn't think it would be Blake. applauded enough. Um, Tory Holt as a Jaguar. Mm. Like, I feel like people would be like, Tory oh, Holt just kind of flies on so the radar. Yeah, exactly. We've, like, we've talked about Tory Holt. He just, yeah. some, they, something missed for Tory Holt to be. We're a big Tory Holt podcast. We really are. We have talked about him on multiple podcasts. Um, yeah, like Griffey for me, I was going to say the Reds because I just think post-Seattle, it was just all very weird. It was weird. Um, yeah, but, you, you, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there are also, the, the ones that are great are the ones that have multiples, like that just kind of hang on. Like Iverson is, and Shaq are great examples. Like Shaq Cleveland, Shaq Suns, Shaq Celtics is just an all-time end. Uh, Carmelone Lakers also came to my mind. Gary, Gary Payton Lakers. Gary Payton Lakers. Oh, what a great little like, Steve, year Steve or Nash, two they had of Steve where they were just Lakers. doing that with the Lakers. Yeah, but they were trying to, they were just trying to hang on at the end of the, uh, the, end of the Kobe Shaq era there. Couldn't get it done. 
also, um, do you want me to report not some? Do you want me to report this news that was tweeted out an hour ago from MLB Trade Rumors? Sure. Chris Tillman attempting comeback. <laughs> Bring him back here. Gun to your head. How old is Chris Tillman? Thirty-four. I was going to say the exact same thing. Thirty-three. Mm. Wow. Apparently, he was attempting a comeback, and he's working with Dave Wallace, former O's pitcher, pitching coach. <laughs> so I think it's safe to say that he will not be back in Baltimore. <laughs> Uh, there's some good Tracy McGrady ones too. Hawks, uh, Spurs, Knicks. Wanted to throw those out there. Vince Tracy Carter Knicks, too. Right? Yeah, Vince Carter is going to have some good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some Penny Hardaway Knicks. I thought about. There's that. some Ricky Hendersons too. I think of Ricky as just like a baseball player. I don't. I he just plays in everything. I can't really consider him in the like, international league. I can't even consider him Bears. like a uh, like a like a an NA. That's what I think of him as. But like, yeah. there are also a couple guy. ones that I forgot about. Like Tony Parker played for the Hornets. I, I just mm-hmm. that I thing that. just did not did not jive. That may not have happened. That may just be a Photoshop that I found. I'm trying to think of like some old good like wizard one. Like you could do like Ben Wallace on the Bulls. Um, oh, some good wizards. Ones. Yeah, I mean like you could you could do Rasheed. I mean it's early on, it's but like Russell Rasheed Westbrook. Wallace. I was thinking about some front end ones like Sammy Sosa with the White Sox. I was mm. thinking like. Would like Kobe, Johnson with the Expos would like a Kobe Bryant with the Hornets, but like that. But didn't, he never that he didn't play that. Yeah, yeah, and that's play. where it's he like, got traded. Yeah, yeah. But he, he, held like, the jersey he, had, he had the draft hat. He had the draft. Yeah, hat he had the draft hat. But yeah. like something like that, I didn't know. Um, I mean, all I mean, the, the Shack. If the Shack Magic years are obviously held in high esteem, there's been a thirty for thirty about it. But he is a Laker. I mean, he is. Oh yeah. In everyone's mind, a Laker, and so when you see him in the Magic jersey, that's a little jarring as well. Mm-hmm. Reggie, uh, Reggie Wayne Patriots. I thought about uh, Ocho Cinco Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah I'm I mean, trying to think of any wizard. Of I'm trying Reggie to think of any. They didn't have a lot of hockey ones in there. I mean, I know Ray, uh, Ray Sergei, Bork. Sergey Fedorov. Ray Bork won the uh, the title with the Avalanche. But I, I mean, know that's so like it's such a lasting image that it stands yeah, out. Yeah, that it stands out. Yeah. It's one of the great moments in sports. We yeah. Talked about it at some point mm-hmm. offline. Yeah, great call. Great call. We have. So that's the uh, that's the starting five this week. Thank you once again to Fed Thrill for sponsoring the segment. Um, Promo code Exit fifty two for twenty percent off, and uh, they will continue to sponsor the segment. And we appreciate their support of the show. Nick Caner Medley, Maryland Person of the Week. I will start it with RDT. Um, pretty pretty simple. It's it's John Means. Kind of has to be. I know we did the emergency podcast last week. Um, John Means is good. Get your shirts at barstoolsports.com. Ah. Um, there may or may not be 35 shirts heading to the Orioles. Uh, I think that's the reason that we're out of XLs right now. Um, but, I mean, 15 innings, no runs. Um, pitched a hell of a game last night, too, you know, going into the sixth. And if it wasn't for those insanely stupid NL run, uh, rules where, you know, pitchers hit, um, he probably could have gone an inning or two more and, He's feeling it. Um, I love that he's getting all the, the good attention on him and all the on good eyes and, and people are just recognizing how good of a pitcher he is. Because I know we've talked about him every week, but uh, he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball since September. And he's, he's, really, he's really freaking good. And don't call him JMB because no one says JMB. <laughs> that, that's a shot to Jason Lockenfora, who on the radio today. Was you said his name it. on the podcast. He what said, you well, you know, JMB, that's, an, that's his nickname. Nobody fucking calls him that. I, uh, I, here we I go. literally talked with someone who lives with John Means about the nickname <laughs> and how it's not a nickname, and she had no idea. What's the process of elimination there? 
he has a son. <laughs> Six months old, but don't don't call him JMP. No one calls him. Stupid. Banksy. I'm going to give it to the Ravens social media team. Um, like you said before, it's their Super Bowl, and they knocked it out of the park with uh, even Eric DaCosta getting involved, uh, having some fun with it, John Harbaugh a little bit at the end. Um, I mean, Kevin from the office. Uh, you get uh, <laughs> all you cats and kittens, uh, whatever her name is or whatever. Carol Baskin. Uh, it's good creativity Carol there. Um, I shouted out Cassie earlier. Happy birthday to Cassie. Sorry that I – try to spoil your Super Bowl every year. Um, so that's going to be my pick for this week. Yeah, the Ravens The Ravens did a fantastic job. Did a, did a fantastic, fantastic job after we criticized their graphic. Um, we, brought, we brought it back around with some – I, I didn't see, I guess, LeVar, LeVar Ball was one yeah, of the people I in the video. About, LeVar that Ball. one actually Shoot, made me laugh out loud. Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin on there. Shooter's on everything. Um, I'm going to give my, uh, Maryland person of the week. I will just continue to use this segment to shill, uh, Maryland Terrapin stuff. I'm going to give it to Maryland head lacrosse coach, John Tillman, who beat Hopkins for a third time this year. Screw Hopkins. We love that. Won a big 10 tournament title, then got screwed over by the committee and put us the three seed has the hardest road to get to the final four. Uh, but he's going to do it because he's the best damn coach in the country. Got that. Big 10 coach of the year taken away from him. They gave it to the guy from Rutgers who then, you know, just fell all over himself in the Big 10 semifinals. John Tillman's the man. He's a tremendous human being. He's a tremendous lacrosse coach. And I cannot wait for the Terps to be lifting the trophy on Memorial Day weekend. Let's go, boys. 2.30 ESPNU this weekend against Vermont if you want to support the Terps. Or tickets available at Maryland Stadium as well if you want to go down and, and, and watch the boys play. Uh May is here, and the uh, men's and women's across tournaments are always fun. So, did you say that all- game is Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. They play Saturday. Oh. There's a game Saturday night, Georgetown, Syracuse um, is the other game we are hosting. I was going to say that that is going to be a Saturday then. If, if it was on Saturday, I thought it was going to be quite a lot of sporting events going Yes, on but no, it is a Sunday. ESPNU, two, I think I'm getting the time right. It's 2.30. I should know that. It's someone that's helping promote it. Um, but yes, so I'm giving it to, I'm giving it to coach Tills and really all the guys for beat. You beat Hopkins three times. You win two big 10 titles. That's how you absolutely get it done there. They brought home one of the best trophies in sports. Yes, they did. According to me, according to me. Also shout out to the Maryland women's golf team. They're in the NCAA championships for the first time ever. We love golf on the show. Mm-hmm. So shout we out did. to Deanna Cantu and the golf team. That's my honorable mention. Any honorable mentions from you guys? Keep it um, with the golf thing. I'll throw it to to Rory. He's back. Um, did, did so another, many people are back. I did a did another radio spot for BBC Northern Ireland. Which <laughs> <laughs> is one of the really one of the more fun wrinkles that's ever occurred in terms of this whole. Yeah, I've been writing golf blogs for Barstool for like six to eight months, and uh, <laughs> after the Masters, some you know, BBC radio in Northern Ireland. DM me and said, Hey, do you want to come on and talk about Roy McElroy? And I was like, sure, dude, why not? And so I've done that. And now that he's won, they called me back and said, Hey, you want to come on again? So shout out to Roy. <laughs> shout out to Roy. RDT anything? Um, damn it. I just had to, Oh, um, I was going to do DL hall just cause guys throwing Chad fire, not walking anyone striking out. Everybody. Yeah. Shout out to the minor league baseball is fun. Do you guys want to go on this joint rant? 
or do you guys want to keep it off the show? I'm not sure exactly what the rant is. It, it's just, it could be just you any guys want to go after this guy over the you guys want to grab no, this guy. Not really, because no, I mean Eric already said his name. He's, he's just a hack. I mean, but I, I, I'm not like it's it's too late. We've already gone too long. We'll save it for another day. But don't fucking. This is. Anything, I mean, please. honestly, just to to be completely frank. If, if this, it would have been last night, I would I would have gone on for like this, 15 minutes. What was what, what was going on last night? This, the the way the Orioles lost, and then. Oh yeah 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 yeah. That so, always gets you triggered. I, I've yeah. got a I've got a quick quick thing here. Um, to, to finish the show. No, I've got nothing on Masson. Um, yeah, I've got nothing on, on Masson, although um, to listen to some of the Orioles game when I was up in my room last night with no TV, um, I was literally listening on the computer app um, to, to 105.7. So it's great. I can't even watch the team. Um, Bob Baffert? Bob Baffert? Oh, oh we didn't do any Bob ba- and That's why oh, – yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, getting yeah. there. Bob Baffert? Get out of the state. Get out oh, no. of our state. Oh, why? The, the, why? The groundskeeper peed on the head? Oh, yeah. I, oh, right. they, oh, my God. Someone – it's cancel culture. It's cancel culture. It's why does this keep culture. happening to me it's and canceled. my horses? It just, I, it's, it's almost like I have 30 horses that test positive for different drugs, and it's just not my fault. It's just not my fault. And you know what, Bob Baffert, the worst oh, part of this is – talking about it. I love it. The worst part about this for me – is Bob Baffert should be a fun-loving character for people in horse racing. The hair, the tremendous performance, the 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 he's quotable, but he's a, and I don't even want to put allegedly. This man is a cheater. They continue to test positive over and over and over. Where there is smoke, there is fire. Ba- I don't want to see bat and and uh, sure the Maryland Jockey Club, whoever runs that thing, Pimlico, whoever's agreeing to to doing this, Preakness officials. Come in, come on in, come on in, because they want the controversy, they want the ratings. I understand the ploy. Bring the horse in, bring the horse in, bring the horse in. Baffert, stay where you are, stay where you are. Taylor has banned you from Baltimore. I banned you from the city. I banned you. Are from you? Baltimore. I'm. I'm. Is he not allowed on the podcast? The real Baltimore. Banner. No, we have him on the pod. We can talk. Uh, I'd love to. I'd love to ask him about cancel culture. That would be fascinating. It'd be really fascinating to hear him talk about that. <laughs> I mean, is this guy serious? Then he, they, after denying that the horse ever took the drug, he's like, oh, no, I, they were, he was treated. It's like, what? If, I would love to hear the horse talk. Can we get the horse in front of an, a horse on 60 minutes? This horse needs to talk for itself. Been horse stick to steroids. I mean, he's the chief. I'm excited for the Preakness. It, it's upsetting. It, it is truly, not truly upsetting. It's frustrating that this is tainting you know, the always fun about the Preakness, which is like you're getting the Kentucky Derby winner to try to win the second leg to take you, you know, obviously to the Belmont. Preakness is back, which is great. You know, it's just it's not completely back, but the, not completely horse. back. But so much of the air is being sucked out of what is, I think, a really iconic local event because of Baffert and the controversy. That's going to be all the coverage this week. And rightfully so. It's the biggest story in horse racing and a giant story, you know, if he gets disqualified as the, as the, um, as the winner of the Kentucky Derby. But uh, Bob Baffert's public comments this week have just been an absolute joke. I mean, I mean the horse is a junkie. There have been, really, <laughs> been some great columns. <laughs> Pat, Forty, Pat Forty wrote a couple good columns about it. There's some stuff out there that you can go read if you, if you need to get updated on this story. But 
He's, yeah. He doesn't just have the uh, Medina spirit. He's got the, the next favorite yeah. as well. He's got the next favorite as well. Oh, so, sure. He's, he's going to win. Like, he's going to win the Preakness. Bring in Concert Tour. We'll bring in Concert Tour, too. That's, That's right. second favorite. Concert Tour. We'll bring him in, too. And then I think he's got one of the favorites for the Black Eyed Susan, too. Probably. Oh, sure, that horse will piss clean. The whole thing is just ridiculous. And it's a different explanation every single time. I, this guy is a cheater. It's just the bot. There's just too much. That's what I got. Wow. But I didn't know you felt so passionate about this Bob Bathurst. I think it's fantastic theater for the sport. I was I'm having a lot of fun with it. You, think you like the Astros. You're, you're you like your cheater. Yeah, you, you are wow. a big cheater guy. Yeah. This is interesting. I don't think I have to say it. I think you're saying it. Mm. I didn't say that I'm like Team Bob Baffert. You I'm said it was great the theater for the sport. It is great theater. How can you say it's not? It's I got you written about it. I don't know. Here's the thing. And you know, as a big wrestling guy, and JJ talked about it, life is wrestling, and that is so true. And this is one of those things. Bob Baffert is a tremendous heel at this point. The issue is, like, you're just taking away the legitimacy of, of like, the triple crown. He's a Patrick Reed right now. He is, but, but Patrick Reed – like. No, but Patrick Reed, like people are just beating him. Like, no, if Bob Baffert, like, uh, like we might <laughs> have this horse might win the Preakness, and then it might come back two days later that he's disqualified. And it was like, why do we even run the race? Like, why do we even run the race? The whole thing is to get to the next leg, and hope you know if he wins, if Medina Spirit wins. Now, if Medina Spirit gets beat. I'll be. We whooping it up, and that'll be great theater. I will enjoy that. I'll for I all think these other. The I'll... chorus of potential boos when this when Medina Spirit wins is going to be tremendous. And if he goes to the Belmont, I mean that's going to be a pressure cooker. It's going to be unbelievable. I'm going to pick a horse right now. It's going to beat him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a peek. Now, as he's looking, I, when we created this podcast, I kind of had this month circled as like, oh, man, we're going to do some great Preakness content or we're going to get out there. I don't know. We had just all these ideas. And now because of COVID continuing onward, as long as it has, it just hasn't been the case. Um, but the Preakness week is a fantastic week in Baltimore. No better time than the infield. Uh, Eric has never been, from what I understand. That's I'd rather just, go to Baghdad than Preakness. That's unbelievable oh statement you just God. said. I cannot believe that just came out of your mouth. Um, God, I mean, I'm taking. You want know, to you want to ban him trade. from Baltimore, please? Yeah, you, you and Baffert can go hang out in Nashville and watch a Titans game. <laughs> How about that, Eric? Is he from Nashville? Who knows? He's, Who cares? He's from Cheaterville, USA. Got him. Ooh, yeah, zing. Yeah, I zinged him. Yeah, I mean, that'll show him. I'm tempted actually... to throw myself in the Taylor's corner here after. He's from, after he's from, he's from Arizona. From Arizona. Oh, yes. Yeah. He set him on the plane with Marty on Friday. Get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Get him out of here. Yeah, um, first class ticket to Arizona. Yeah, first class ticket. So that's Baffert. I'm excited for the previous. No toilet runs. It sucks. And it hasn't happened in like yeah. 15 years. I'm taking no. Crowded trade, Javier Castellano. That's what I'm, I'm going with the jockey. What's his current? What was he posted at? Uh, he's ten to one. Okay, all right. He is ten to one. Trainer by Trad, chained by Trad Brown. I've never heard of, but I almost took yeah, D-Wayne. That's a name. I almost, I almost took Ram, trained by D Wayne Lucas, because D Wayne Lucas was kind of a rival at Baffert back in like the Silver Charm charismatic era, like in the late nineties. But you know back on horse racing you know was done among honorable people except for bob baffert 
sport of kings. What a sport. It's just so <laughs> funny. The state of the two like biggest sports of the, you know, 30s, 40s, and 50s, boxing and horse racing. There's a whole other pod, but boxing's biggest star right now is Jake YouTube. Paul and <laughs> Bob Baffert. <laughs> Bob Baffert is the the cheater, the cheating in the sport with some of the most money in it of any of the sports. When did when did Gotcha Hat happen? Was that before last week's pod? That was that... before last – after last no. week's pod. After, did we have a laugh about Thursday. that? We have not talked about Gotcha Hat on the show. Gotcha Hat should have been an honorable mention. Yeah. I think Gotcha Hat is such a tremendous movie. This is old news at this point, but yeah. Gotcha Hat they is just on so Flick good. Letter if you didn't see it, it is Thursday. such a great troll, like, just really get under somebody's skin move. And, yeah, of course, it was all – production or whatever you want to call it but gotcha hat is just <laughs> and as he's getting restrained he's just still yelling at gotcha hat gotcha hat. i yeah, love he, it it's and he runs so right good. to the camera bank it's pretty funny <laughs> uh by the way one of these horses ram uh the son of american pharaoh wow so yeah, 30 yeah. to 1 30 sure. to 1 that's the podcast yeah stay home. out of town bob baffert uh, thanks, uh, thanks to JJ for jumping on. Thanks to Marty Suma for uh, the graphic he made earlier, and for jumping on the podcast uh, or for jumping on the interview with JJ as well. That's the the other voice you heard there. Uh, thanks, Fed Thrill, for sponsoring the starting uh, five segment. You can follow all of the uh, gentlemen on uh, social media. You can follow Eric at E D I T T I. I almost couldn't do that for a second. We've been talking for too long. Um, Twenty two. You can follow Banks at Barstool Banks. You can follow me at Taylor Smith 10. You can follow Fed Thrill Sunglasses. You can follow them at Fed Thrill. And as always, you can follow Jimmy Seafood at Jimmy Seafood. We will see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood.